folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC. We've been having different conversations. San Francisco is one of the richest cities in the world. But below its gleaming buildings lies a humanitarian disaster. Widespread increases in crime. The Mayor London Breed called for a state of emergency. I cannot even walk with my son on the street. The crime is increasing. We demand that white Christians be held accountable for America's original sin. The negative continues the trend in politics while whiteness devours the other. Debating this topic is irrelevant while society is dominated by white Christians. Even if we have something educational to say about this topic, the political will just pray it away and continue their mission to conquer the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Back to headline news with resistance chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle it's friday which means we're going to bring you this week's headline news leah what have we got for him today yeah so you know there's been a lot of protests going around uh pro-palestinian protests and rioting that's been happening and i think that uh with the blm it, it really brings back a lot of the blm it does um, i'm having ptsd yeah there's an la man who defended himself in california and as a result he has his gun permit taken away so your gun rights uh there i think it's probably going to be taken to the supreme court and we have a slip up from george bush who speaks the truth for a moment okay all right so we've got that it looks like you've got charlie kirk the democrats need to crush cult cultural marxism this is a pretty uh we are seeing a shift in narrative and i don't know if it was brought about by kanye west uh, we're going to delicately cover the fact that uh, the the left wing Jewish voters have been promoting those who hate them. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to. I've been saying that for years, by yeah. the way. All right, and then we've got C. Bannon saying that Trump is a moderate. All of that and so much more coming up right after these amazing messages. Lee's trying to tell me on the break that everything is too serious and our show used serious. to be more fun. We used to, you know, why? Because the censorship got us, and it's PTSD. Yeah, because we used to laugh and make fun of things, and then either censorship or people—they will say, literally come to your house and arrest you for having fun. No, because the 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 topics that we're talking about are so polarizing mm -hmm. that when you make fun, everyone gets offended. Yeah, everyone, conservatives, when you try to laugh and make fun of things, there there are a lot of people who can go with you, and then there's a lot of people who don't think you're funny. You know, when you're actually not committing a crime and someone makes fun of you, you can laugh about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's really serious and we get these messages back like girls. No, what I'm saying is the reason why we're not allowed to laugh at them anymore is because it's true. You can't laugh at the left. 
You can't make fun of them anymore. But you can't make fun of people on the right either. The right, the right, the, the Puritan, Puritanicals, yeah. the Christians, you think girls, you can't make that's fun of not them? a laughing matter. Okay, There's I guess I was more those. or less, I wasn't thinking about that because you, you said censorship. You said censorship. The right censorship. isn't censoring us. Oh, they the absolutely left, are. The left censoring us on YouTube, making it so that we can't go live on the things that we want to go live on and have a lot of fun over it because they can't laugh at themselves. And the right can't And they can't at, have well, themselves be laughed at. I will say this. Because right, it's too serious. It is too serious. They're murdering people. But the right can't laugh at themselves. They absolutely can't. Everybody's gotten so polarized that they can only laugh at the left. So if you make fun... And you try to make fun. If they don't like the person, that's okay. But if they like the person, don't touch it. Don't touch it. You know, we have a Ben Shapiro going back and forth with Candace Owens on some very tough topics. Well, I didn't say you. we couldn't laugh at, like, that. I, I was not trying to say that you can make fun of one another. No, th we are very petty in the right. We are actually more petty in the right amongst ourselves than the left is amongst themselves. Yeah, and you get to where um, it's not, nothing's funny. I've, I, louder and Crowder used to be so funny. Yeah. And now it's just mean. And, and dark. just angry and dark. Um, and so even in his, everybody's digging at each other. And so I think that then when we're doing our shows, I do try to, um, we do try to make it funny. And sometimes the Lord allows us to bring livelihood to ourselves because you know what? Fine, we'll just make fun of ourselves. You know what I did last? You know what I did yesterday what? on my own personal page. What's that? I interrupted the regular, regularly scheduled broadcast of Intensity, and I put a meme. And you know what it said? What? I don't always whoop, but when I do, there, there it is. is. That's great. And do you know the reaction? Every it's like gone. Everyone just was like, I needed that laugh. They needed the release, release valve. Pressure valve, release. You whoop, need those sometimes. Yeah, whoop, you do. Whoop, there it is. I don't always whoop. But when I do, <laughs> there it is. I don't even think our producers are going to know what that is. To I'll young. have to ask during the break. They'll know. They're going to have to Google it. <laughs> whoop, there it is. Yeah. yeah, everybody that thought it was funny was in our age bracket or above. I know. Yeah, that's it's it. true. You're like, what is that? That's not even funny. It is funny. All right. So uh, our first story of the night, uh, there was a, a wealthy... LA. Uh, oh, she. We do have a <laughs> I heard the song a while back. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know. All right. So, the LA man who a, had his house was, he had armed robbers come to his front door. Oh, this is a serious matter. And though. I, you know, I have, I have my qualms myself with the door ring, the, the rainbow. I hate all them. The I don't actually like them. But here's the thing if he didn't have one, I know. And he had to pull out his gun. It would have been his word against theirs. I think if you're going to have a gun, you should have one. Absolutely. But what uh, they have taken, the L.A. County Sheriff has taken his gun permit away. They're saying because when the sheriff showed up the next day to ask him about the incident that he yelled at them. I didn't know your Second Amendment could be taken away. For yelling? And, and what is yelling? What was the decibel level? And do we have that on camera? I want to so roll this clip here from uh, the NRA, actually. LA criminals came to my home, pointing their guns at my chest. After successfully defending my home and my family and my five-month-old child, California is now deciding to suspend my Second Amendment. It was a quiet evening, and as I was coming home from the gym, the two armed men, masked, hopped over the wall, ran down on me with guns, and the most terrifying part was my wife and my five-month-old baby were on the other side of that door. In an effort to protect my family, I drew my gun. 
and return gunfire. As a result of that night, the California government has temporarily suspended my ability to concealed carry. This is an attempt to make me vulnerable at a time that is critical that I maintain my ability to protect my family. They'd rather leave me out there to dry and let my family become a statistic. My situation is unique because it happened at my front door, all on camera. But this happens time and time again all over the country. It doesn't get caught on camera and people sweep it under the rug because it doesn't behoove their political agenda. The fact is, evil will always exist, but we need our ability to defend ourselves and keep our families safe from violent people. Just a few months ago, robbers broke into my home looking for easy money. Luckily, none of us were home, but then they came back. I used to walk in this house, into my beautiful house that I built for my family, and now I walk into a war zone. Criminal is someone who doesn't follow the laws. They don't care about gun laws. They don't care about safety classes. They don't care about being qualified to be able to shoot. California government thinks my story is a myth. They don't think people like me actually exist. Right here in LA, an innocent LA father was killed because District Attorney Gascon released a violent criminal back into the streets. And this is just one of the dozens of cases right here in this city. When incident happened, there's only two things I could rely on, myself and the Second Amendment. And now that's in jeopardy. The leftist gun grabbers do not care about your safety. The NRA does. My name is Vince Ritchie. I'm an Italian American from the Bronx, New York. And I'm a proud member of the National Rifle Association. What a guy. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm so proud of him for speaking out. Yeah, well, he has to. He has his gun permit taken away. I know, but still, I mean, you coming out hard. You could sit there and just be like, keep your head down, go to court, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But coming out hard like that? Yeah. I will meet you head on. I will meet you face to face. It reminds me of that song that we wrote. We will rise up and meet you face to face. Yeah. Come on. But in, in this instance, if you're doing the right thing and you're protecting your family, then your rights can be taken away. Yeah. That's absolutely crazy here. So Vince Ritchie has maintained that the decision was made uh, solely because of his use of the gun. However, mm. the sheriff's department claimed it was because of his conduct towards the members of the L.A. police department who showed up to investigate three days after the attempted break-in took place. In an interview with Fox News, Ritchie explained that he was contacted by the sheriff's office on Thursday morning informing him that his concealed carry permit had been revoked as a result of him yelling at LAPD officers. The sheriff's office did not elaborate and has not released any further information. The incident in question took place on the evening of November 4th as Richie returned home from the gym. When two armed men jumped the fence and rushed him as he was about to open his front door, Richie dropped his coffee and pulled out a handgun. And actually kind of used it. I don't know if you guys saw that in the video. They kind yeah. of used it as really thinking well to kind of uh, distract them. The pair retreated and, and he followed, chasing them off the property. Footage of the situation shows one of the two men pointing their firearm at Richie. Evidence, he said, that he acted in self-defense. My situation is unique because it happened at my front door all on camera, but this happens all the time all over the country. I used to walk into this house and see this beautiful house I built for his family, and now he feels like it's a, it's a war zone. Yeah. It, uh, the... Uh, Richie's case quickly picked, was picked up by the National Rifle Association, uh, which defended his use of the gun and, and decried the fact that he was subsequently stripped of his ability to carry it. His decisive actions to protect his wife and daughter embody the core principles that NRA members fight for every day, said the spokesperson, Bill, Billy uh, McLaughlin. It's reprehensible that California is shredding his Second Amendment rights after he defended his family. Governor Gavin Newsom and Gascon's pro-criminal criminal policies have transformed L.A. and the wider state into what resembles a war zone. The NRA stands with Vince and every responsible go gun owner in California, firmly committed to defending their rights to protect their families and communities. And then I just have to wonder, what about everybody else around the world who says that Americans don't need their guns? Just call the cops. No. Where you are without a weapon is you are a sitting duck. 
We see this all over the entire world, especially in Europe. People are raped, robbed, taken advantage of. Exactly. John Locke said something. If somebody comes at your person to rob something from you, they have forfeited, forfeited their, their life. life. That used to be a principle that our founding fathers understood. You have a right to take somebody else's life if they are coming to rob you. That is not something that you should want to do. Right. It's not something that you should ever take it, take to the next level if you don't have to. But he's, he was speaking about highwaymen. There used to be, if you carry, if you were um, on, on a road in a carriage, there would be these robbers that would come, surround a carriage, and steal from you. Often, obviously, armed in some way. Sure. And John Locke said, if somebody does that and they surround you, they have forfeited their life. Yes. When they come to rob you. And this is something that we have gotten so far away from the Jaron Jackson. Everybody is watching him and listening to him because he talks about common law. This is common law. This goes back to the creation of the universe. Mm. Okay. You, when you begin to, if you steal somebody and you go to their person, you're face to face and you are robbing them on their personage, you forfeit your life to them. And they, these are the kind of principles that we need men and women to stand up for once again. Yeah. You know, and so he had every right to defend himself. He didn't take those people's lives. And can you imagine being punished for defending your life and your family's life? And it's, it's a natural right. It's not, it is a, is a natural God-given right. You have a natural God-given right. I remember somebody asking me recently, oh, I was at the lawnmower guy. We were talking about issue one. We're talking about pot. And the guy there was like, well, how do you feel about guns? And I'm like, I'm pro-life. I'm anti-marijuana. I'm a conservative. Of course, I'm pro-Second Amendment. And I think that we, somehow we miss the correlation of all these principles. And we're going to talk about this uh, on the second half of our show on Rumble, which we are on Rumble now, aren't we? Not yet. Let's tell people. Oh, Brighteon's not streaming on Rumble? Right. Oh, yes. Brighteon on Brighteon.tv is streaming on Rumble right now. It's pretty awesome. It is really, really awesome. Right? All right. So one of the reasons why anybody would question your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness yeah, is because of the... Marxism and the socialism taught in the public schools. I have a clip here that absolutely blows my mind. We are supposedly white supremacists. The the show that we did on Wednesday on education, please mm, it's really good. watch it, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Revelation Red Pill episode 36. This high school debate club the teacher gives the winning points in this debate I'm gonna show you to two students who are arguing that it is white Christians that are making the country a horrible place to live. Let's roll this clip. We demand that white Christians be held accountable for America's original sin. The negative continues the trend in politics while whiteness devours the other. Debating this topic is irrelevant while society is dominated by white Christians. Even if we have something educational to say about this topic, the political will just pray it away and continue their mission to conquer the world in the name of Jesus Christ. The military industrial complex has been coupled with American Christianity, the worship of the weapons of whiteness. The United States was built to be a city upon a hill for white Christians. American Christianity has controlled all aspects of politics, such as justifying slavery. We solved by decoupling weapons and warships and ending the crusade. 
White Christians literally inscribe scriptures onto their weapons, worshiping through war. We want to repent for our sins and show America's failure. By voting for us, the judge will send his signal to political leaders and condemn Christianity in politics. It ends up being a 2-1 for Livingston. The affirmative tells me in summary and final focus that the role of the ballot for me is to reject Christian militarism. So at the end of the day, I'm left with deciding which side I think is better doing a better job rejecting Christian militarism. Now, I couldn't tell. Is he? I think both sides... Was that a debate between two guys? Just and both of them were. Both that of was them, hard to tell. I don't know. She said, "I'm left with deciding which sides are are better at taking down Christian militarism." I think that that's what that was. I mm. misread it. I misheard it the first time. I thought it was no. She actually the assignment was to talk about Christian militarism. Yeah. And which side did a better job? Right. She has to say, "You both did a great job," and I can't tell which one of you did a good job. This is this is the brainwashing that you, if you're sending your kids to public school, stop it. The world is a hellscape because of that. What we are dealing with right now today with the Anti-Defamation League and, and all these people over here, they want to blame Jewish Israelis over here and then the Palestinians uh, over here. And it's it's hard to quantify what's happening but I can take you to the root if you want to go to the root. Because we can talk about the problem all day long. The root is cultural Marxism in schools mm -hmm. starting at the turn of the century. Yeah. And if you'll go back, you'll see that Carnegie, Rockefeller, and Ford did one thing. They spent more in endowments, more in money, in education. Because what they had to do was rewrite education. So that teacher, she was dunked in a vat of slimy radioactive goo and her brain was utterly wiped from any reference of god the bible or that this is a good place to be america although the you notice in his argument though he was saying that christianity has essentially influenced the entire makeup of our country which i thought well there you go yeah there you go you don't get to have it both ways by the way yeah. You don't get to say that this nation wasn't a Christian nation and it wasn't founded on Christian principles and then also get to say everything in our nation that is bad is because our nation was founded on Christian principles. And you don't get to use the word sin. What's sin? What is sin? What is bad? How do you know what's bad? How do you know slavery is bad? Exactly. And which two nations in the entire world have actually fought battles or worked hard to overcome slavery? Oh, Christian nations. And I'm absolutely appalled, though, because if you enter into their arguments on white, you're going to you have missed the boat. Do not do that. I will yeah. please full stop. Do not do this. Do not do this. What they want you to do is go down the, the path of white. OK, uh, Ava from the Netherlands. Oh, everybody's anti-white. Jack Posovic. Look, everybody's anti-white, 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 anti-white. They are not anti-white. Do you understand? It just so happened that Christianity went west through Europe and they happened to be happened to be a majority Caucasian, but not all Spain. What do you call Spain? I don't know. Hispanic. What do you? Here's the thing. It's not all white. It's not all Caucasian. It's Christian. Yes. And so when you see people going after white people, even in critical race theory, it's not anti-white Tucker Carlson. Because they themselves are white. The shooter in the Tennessee shooting was not going after white people. She's white. 
They have brainwashed them and they have switched the word in their brain to evangelical or even Catholic Christian. The word white, wipe it out. They don't mean white. Hillary Clinton is white. Bill Clinton is white. George Soros is white. Bill Gates is white. It's not white. It's Christian. It's Christian. It's Jesus Christ who was Arabic. Okay, he's Arab. And Eric, you know, it looked like an Arab. Okay, he spoke Arabic. Middle Eastern. It is not white. Stop it. People are not coming after you. This is not a race war. This is, this is the epitome of what the devil does to destroy you. And I want to put this comparison in very quickly in sending your children to public school. We don't get vaccinated with the COVID mRNA gene therapy because we know how dangerous it is. Not everybody that has been vaccinated is going to die or have a blood clot or a stroke or turn into some sort of mindless drone or zombie, mm -hmm. but we know that the potential is there. Mm -hmm. Public school is the exact Perfect. same exactly. thing. And we exactly. do know though that with the vaccine, you will have some sort of damage. Yeah. And your child will have some sort of damage. But the possibility of what it could do and the fact that when you do do it, you have now conformed to their system. And that's one of the primary reasons why we're saying no. Same thing with sending your kid to public school. Absolutely. Abs absolutely. Absolutely. So you're sending your kids to public education. They are getting this anti-Christian, anti-Christian, anti-Christian. And, and on top of that, they are using the word white. And so they are, your, your children are feeling the racism. And what you vocalize, you manifest. Exactly. What you vocalize is what you manifest. So we have to get these kids out of public school systems. And I tell you what I'm going to show you next on the, when we come back from the break are all of these pro-Palestinian riots all over the nation, all over the world. What the public school system does is it's a worldwide system, by the way. Yeah. And when they need you to, they hit the button mm. and they say riot, That's just right. like the BLM riots. When they need their people in the streets, the anger, the animosity, they hit the button. And you and I have been part of the system. And it takes you watching the show, watching Mike Adams and getting unbrainwashed from their system. Everything is about coming out of their system. And yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I am not pro na nationalist citizen. What do they call it? What Christian do they call nationalist. No, no, no. The becoming a sovereign citizen. Oh yeah. Okay. You know why? Because I'm a citizen of the United States. I have to undo what they've done. Even if they sold my birthright, even if they sold my social security number, I don't care. I'm a citizen of the United States. I am going to abide by the constitution and the declaration of independence. And I'm getting my nation back. If you do that, you're not getting your nation back. You've become your own sovereign citizen in your own little nation. And you're not an American citizen anymore. You can't vote in elections anymore. Stop doing that. It is not right. And I'll call it out. Don't do this. You, we need to get our country back. We already had people who bled and fought and died for it. Now, I recognize that some people are doing experiments to try to find some way out of the system. Okay, do your experiment. Find some way out of the system. But as for me and my house, we are going to get our country back. We're going to get our nation back. And we have to start understanding how we have been complying with their system. Yeah. So 
Michelle, how do you pull out of the system? You support the Variety on Store. You support this amazing network, all the amazing things that they do. Go to thebrighteonstore.com. Okay, organic moringa leaf powder. Oh, I am so using that every single week in my shakes. That stuff, it is so powerful. Organic tomato power, packed with antioxidants, supports healthy immune system, cardiovascular, coconut milk powder. All of these things you can use in your shakes. Um, you can supplement them in food. I'm telling you, if you go and you go to the Brighton store. They've got the will, two salt with the neem. Oh, that's really good for yeah. you. You will walk away going, I have now bought a product or products that I know are good for me. They're good for my health. They're good for my body. They're good for my family. And I am supporting a network that is allowing truth to be told around the yeah. world. Yeah. Giving Leah and I and people like us the opportunity to come to you unfettered unhindered by the constraints of censorship. Yeah. That's what you're doing, okay? And I would dare add spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, absolutely. Because My the Brideon Network is definitely doing that. Go get the Ranger Buckets, 28% off. Nascent Iodine, Pink Himalayan Salt, um, the Collodial Silver, that is absolutely huge. The Potassium Iodide, we have that specific he stuff, the IOSAT. He also sells the uh, Berkey uh, water, water filtration. Filters. Yes, so go to the Brighton and support this truth platform that is spreading the gospel around the world. So also stay tuned for these messages. We'll be right back after this. President and owner of Miles Franklin Precious Metals, Andy Schechtman, appeared on a recent episode of the Health Ranger Report to discuss with Brightian founder Mike Adams the economic consequences of the escalating conflict involving Israel and the militant group Hamas in the Middle East. According to reports, Israel's military is expanding its operations in the Gaza Strip, but has avoided calling it a ground invasion, despite sending tanks into the territory, and this was done by design, security analysts said, citing a report by the Wall Street Journal, Adams said that the United States and Israel have jointly decided to delay Israel's full-scale ground assault so that the U.S. military can position anti-air defense systems to get them up and running, which he said may take about another week. This tells me that the U.S. is anticipating very profound escalations of rocket attacks from Hezbollah in particular, and possibly medium-range ballistic missiles from Iran, the health ranger said, and proceeded to inquire with Schechtman, a licensed financial advisor, the possible chain reaction of world events once the invasion starts. For the Precious Metals Company CEO, this triggers a scary thought. I think that the conflict could very quickly escalate into a regional war as the United States is becoming directly involved. Would you like some free money? Like 1200 bucks a month? Well, it's yours. All you have to do is be a low-income resident of San Francisco and be trans. It's called the Guaranteed Income for Trans People, or GIFT program. And for some reason, someone sent me an application. Now, not being trans, I'm guessing they wanted me to make a public service announcement. So here goes. If you want to apply for the GIFT program, you can contact Lion Martin Community Health. They say they will assist you in filling out the application if you call them or send them an email. You have two and a half pages of gender identities to choose from and half a page of sexual orientation options. But guess what? If you don't know, it's okay. Just mark, don't know. $1,200 of free money each month. Just call or email to get help filling out your application today. 
By the way, if you know where all this free money comes from, let me know. Hello, I'm Anna Kane with The Flame. And I'm Nicola Rosco with The Flame. And we just want to thank Brighton um, for having us on their show. And we want to encourage everybody to break out of the movable middle. Go to theflameusa.com. Get your subscription to our fastest growing newspaper. And um, thank you, Mike Adams, for having us. Thank you, Mike Adams, for having us. We love you. So the radical left that has taken over all the universities and the minds of pretty much every Generation Z and millennial on the planet has utilized the kill button on their brains and said, now we need you to riot for Palestine, a place that many of them did not know was on the map until a week ago and probably still couldn't find it on a map and has no idea what Palestine means. It just means oppressed people and we must fight for them. I did see... Um, one of these black liberation uh, libertarian guys, I think he's running for as a libertarian or independent. Uh, you've seen Mary, he's got that wild, wild hair. He said, every people group anywhere that's oppressed becomes our mission. Okay, well, what is your level of oppression? That's a good question. And why, what, what are the criteria for entering in? Can Christians enter in? Because now we're becoming oppressed. Because, you know, Christians in Nigeria are being slaughtered by Muslims. Exactly. By the same people. So who do you choose? If the same people who are promoting Palestine are slaughtering Christians in the oppression Olympics, who do you choose? This is a very good question. I want you guys to see these clips here. Well, there you go. 
You know, I, I was looking at the dumpster fire there going, it, this really has become a dumpster fire. Yeah, it really has become a dumpster fire. And then this week, in a very controversial, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. it if Kanye West had saved his anti-Semitic rants for now, he would still be on Twitter. So He'd true. Still have his Kanye's got to be sitting back going, are you kidding He'd me right now? You canceled me for this. Adidas. Yeah. He'd still have it all. Anti-Semitism is all the rage. Anti-Israeli is all the rage. fashion was just too early. Yay. It's everywhere now. Yeah. It's everywhere now. I've never seen anything like it. It is, and it's in the right. Now, Leah, you might say, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm anti-Israeli. <laughs> we are going to try our best to cover this from a hands-off approach because I have no beef. I have no dog in this fight. I will say this. We have been pro-Zionists since I was little. I believed that Israel was the place, God's holy land, um, and that the Jews needed a place to go. Since doing our Revelation Red Pill, I've since discovered that it was Zionists who pushed forth the Jews going to their homeland. And then Christian Zionists were ushering the Jews into Israel so that they would hope that Jesus would come back. Which would include? What? The rebuilding of the third temple. And two-thirds of them dying. Now, however, if I remove myself from any biblical lens and I see that nations rise and fall and battles happen. Fair. The Jews are there in Israel now. Here they are. They're there. Now they're there. And there's not much else to, to be said about it. They're, they're there now. Okay. They they won. The world put them there. They won. And if the world wants to put them there, this is what I say. Okay. If you're going to tell me that the Palestinians have more right to that land, when we have to unweave all kinds of problems, the world already decided to put the Jews there. You don't get to undo that decision. Well, you know what it reminds me of? Without a battle in a war. Like stories of adoption where it went wrong. Mm -hmm. And the child really was supposed to be with their birth parent their entire life, whether they were kidnapped or whatever. But now they're like 12 or 13 years old and they never knew their original parent. Mm -hmm. And someone saying, we're going to rip you from the only love and family that you have ever known because you belong over here and no one is looking at one crime does not But it's not even quite, overtake it's another not even crime. quite like that because the palace, those Palestinians don't necessarily have the same kind of right to the land. I mean, you go back historically, it's all Jordan was created My at the same point, time. It may be a poor Lebanon was explanation. Poor, My point time. is that once a once something has been done, you're left with what do we do with it now? Yeah. Because we can't go back and fix it. Yeah, well, all these different nations were created at the same time. You're going to undo Jordan? You're going to undo Lebanon? Exactly. Lebanon was supposed to be a Christian place. It's not Christian anymore. Yeah. How, can you get the, can we fight a, a for and then the Christians go back to Lebanon? No, it was these pro-Palestinian militants that went into Lebanon causing all kinds of trouble. And that's why you have um, Bridgette Gabriel, had to, her family had to leave Lebanon because they persecuted Christians so much they killed them. They had to leave their, they had to leave their country. Okay, it's a mess. Nobody has a right to really anything because everybody was stealing. There was a lot of things going on and we have to deal with what we've got right now. And you have to look at October 7th. We have people who are justifying going in 
grabbing civilians and raping them and murdering them. And there are civilians being kept hostage. And you have people saying that that is an act of warfare to go grab citizens and hostages and children. And we talked about this. I didn't, that is not legitimate warfare. And you have people saying that that's legitimate warfare. And I don't even know what legitimate warfare is anymore right now at all. But I'm sick to my stomach. I want to puke whenever I think about all of these people who are so angry, who are so violent. There's death all over the place, and they all just need Jesus. Come on and preach it. And I just curse right now the spirit of death and destruction over the Middle East. You're not going to destroy any more people. You're not going to. And the obfuscation, the lies that are coming out from both sides in the victim Olympics. I saw at what we call Pollywood, which is the Palestinian actors. Pretend like there was a rocket shot. Pretend like somebody's arm gets blown off and you can see a, a fake arm getting thrown to the side. And there's no rocket and there's no explosion. And they're trying to say, oh my gosh, look, they're bombing people and now bodies are being flown in the streets. It was legit made up. Yeah. Because they were literally said there was an explosion and there was no explosion. There's no bomb anywhere. Stop lying. Okay. And everybody wants to put their victims up as more victim. You know what? If you cared about other people, you're not going to try to pro more victim than the other people. When you try to over victim, you're going to create a lot of victims. Oh, wow. That's good. You're going to say martyrs go to heaven. Well, and you know what else? If victims are the measure to whether you are right or in the wrong, (sighs) then you're going to open up your side to be attacked easier. You're not going to actually defend yourself mm-hmm. because you're, uh, it's not to defend yourself. Your goal is to out victim the other side. So what we have with the ADL, the ADL is the anti-defamation league. But what's incredibly interesting is that they are supposed to be Jewish, but they go after anybody who goes after Muslims. The anti-defamation league has changed its colors, its tune to, I don't even understand who they are anymore. Okay. The anti-defamation league was, is supposed to be going after people who persecute Jews. But in reality, if you call out radical Islam, then you get put on that list. Alex Jones gets put on that list. Every single conservative gets put on this list. And they are supposedly the radical left Jewish organization trying to call out any sort of racism. And here we have the radical left on the left. And they are at a crossroads because as we've talked to our Jewish friends who are conservatives, They tell us, Leah, Michelle, most Jewish people are on the left. Mm -hmm. They promote the the godless. They don't want Christianity being taught. The radical left, they don't want Christianity. These left liberals, they don't want Christianity. they, They hate Christianity. They're the ones that create the clip that I just talked about with those kids. Yeah. And now... Nobody's supporting Israel. Nobody's supporting Jews. They created the very people that hate them. Wow. So I'm going to play two clips. I'm going to get to Charlie Cook in a minute. But first, I'm going to play a clip here where Steve Bannon is, is talking um, to an interviewer. And he's going to, he says, you're going to wish you had Donald Trump because he's a moderate compared to the rest of MAGA. Let's roll this. The civil war between the Republican establishment and MAGA. And in there, you have litmus test. Okay? And one of the litmus tests is... Trump. Not just President Trump, but also particularly the stealing of the 2020 election. That is a fundamental tenet of this movement. By the way, they've made it all about Trump, okay? 
This movement is ascended and is going to go on long after Donald Trump is going to get more powerful and broader. Even if a Democrat was to win, there's no compromise here. What you're saying is even if Trump lost to Biden, there's no going back to the old no, Republican No, farther right than Trump. Farther right. President Trump is a moderate in our movement. You're going to pine in future years that you wished Donald Trump was around. Wow. And you know what? It's so true. And we've been calling it. Actually, I'm upset at Donald Trump because of that exact thing. Yeah. Bannon is kind of saying it's a good thing. These guys are shocked by it, but they don't because, and here's the deal. It's because they view Trump and the movement as one and the same. And we have diverged. We are not one and the same any longer. Trump's uh, Trump's stances and views have... We we picked Trump because he was a mouthpiece for what we wanted and he would go with what we wanted, but it wasn't in him. He became pro-life. It was an advocate for pro-life. Who do you want for your judges? Oh, you want some pro-life judges? I'll pick your pro-life judges. I want to make you happy. You're the people that voted for me. That was Trump. Yeah. Okay? And now that he's not in office, he's just kind of going rogue. And he's trying to help people win elections. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. But in reality, this is what I've told the left all the time. You know, Trump is way more to the left Come than on. any of us. You should want him. He doesn't go as far as we do. Exactly. We want abortion completely banned. He thinks that a five or six week abortion ban is too far. Do I go to Trump's side? No, I'm trying to bring Trump to my side. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of putting somebody in office. Yeah. You want them to do what you want. You don't put somebody in office and then have them dictate to you your beliefs. Oh. You put somebody in office and then you hold their feet to the fire because those are the promises that they said that they would keep if you voted for them. They Whether represent you. They represent you. Okay? So Trump represented the MAGA movement and he was supposed to. Okay? And that's why the MAGA movement keeps kind of staying with them because they keep hoping then that he will still stay with them. Right. Now I'm going to play this clip from Charlie Kirk where he is explaining to the Jewish left that they have created those mobs in the street who are chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine should be free. And they, you have created, if you love Israel, if you love Jewish people and you, and you love the Jewish people having a land in Israel, you shot both yourselves in the feet, you shot both hands, you shot yourself in the head. Oh my. You just, you literally, uh, what these young people, what you've taught these young people is to actually turn against you and destroy you. All right, let's listen to Charlie. Here's what Democrats are going to, what Jewish Democrats or Jews in general are going to have to make a decision. Until you crush the cultural Marxist lens of which they view the world, you will never actually be able to build support for Israel. You cannot subsidize support and play footsie with cultural Marxism and have a future for the state of Israel. So you have to choose. And Jews have been some of the largest funders of cultural Marxist ideas and supporters of those ideas over the last 30 or 40 years. Stop supporting causes that hate you. Now you might say, well, you know, how is one thing applied to the other? If you train a generation of you everything through an oppressor-oppressed lens, they will apply that lens to the Israel-Hamas conflict. The same way that they apply it to the police issue, the gender issue, good guy, bad guy, somebody on top, somebody on bottom. Until you cleanse that ideology from the hierarchy and the academic elite of the West, there will not be a safe future. I'm not going to say Israel won't exist, but Israel will be in jeopardy. 
as long as the Western children, children of the West, are being taught with primarily Jewish dollars subsidizing it to view everything through oppressor-oppressed dynamic. Until you shed that ideology, you will not be able to build the case for Israel because they view Israel as an oppressor. Mic drop. That was really well said. No, it was really well said. Um, some people are calling him anti-Semitic. There are some other clips that I was going to put out there, um, but I couldn't get it to save right. This is not anti-Semitic. This is reality. Mm-hmm. The reality is if you constantly su- tell kids that it every lens is oppressor, oppressor, you're going to see that the United States is sending $14.3 billion to Israel, and they're the big bad guy. Right. And you, what you're going to say, what you're going to see is that no matter what they do, no matter what Hamas does, it's always going to be Israel's fault. Mm-hmm. It's Israel's fault that the kids were kidnapped. It's Israel's fault that that they that Hamas came in on parachutes and shot up a uh, just a rave dance party in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And when you're when you're seeing it this way, I just have to sit back and and you and I, you guys, what what do we do, Michelle? What do we do in this situation? Well, we usually take it to the Lord and start praying in the spirit. Okay, but how do how are we supposed to view the situation? The way that God views the situation. They all need Jesus. Is that it? That's all you have to say? That's all I have to say. It's I mean, honestly, Charlie hit the nail on the head. When it comes to the lies that have been being told, they have perpetuated these Democrat Jews have been a part, and they're going to have to own it, that they have been a part of the system that has allowed it to come here. And it's like when you work for the mob boss, you see him shoot this guy and shoot that guy, and then one day you're offed. Okay, so how do we view it? You have to come out from the system. And I actually see this as a really good thing because I see as a result of this, you are going to have an influx of Jewish liberals who are now once again from the culling that the left keeps doing of its own that are going to be on our side. Well, what you've seen is, I didn't know this, but there are there are lots of uh, Jewish millionaires and billionaires, and they have been funding these higher ed- education facilities. So after Harvard had the uh, pro-Hamas letter that most of the student, a lot of the students signed yeah, yeah, on yeah. to, they had a giant Jewish donor remove his donations from Harvard. Right. Now, Harvard, we know, has gone woke, has had diversity, equity, inclusion, critical race theory for years. Didn't have a problem. Didn't have a problem them coming after Christians. Didn't have them a problem going after the United States of America and the founding fathers. But if you touch Israel, then I'm taking your money away from you. Because they wanted to create those students that would destroy America. And you know what I would say to add to this? This is God allowing them to consume themselves. And you will see this in a, in biblical um, stories where, you know, God will just allow the enemy to, to, to devour itself. Mm-hmm. So you see the Jews who control everything, frankly, with their money, pulling their money from the Harvard and the Harvard shooting the Jews in the foot. And it's just and so it's 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 mutually unbeneficial for either party for where they're headed in this. Yeah, and I wouldn't say, I'm going to just pull back on the whole Jews control everything. There's a few Jews that do 
There's a lot of people who aren't Jewish that have a lot of bad things and do a lot of horrible things. You're right. I'm okay. just saying that there That's are a, a lot of a lot of, a, of Jewish people with a lot of money that do control, control a lot, a lot of, of stuff. That's what Kanye West was trying to say. But unfortunately, Kanye West was seeing it through one lens. Right. Satan has many outlets. It's there not are just Satanists the Jews. over here. There's atheists over here. There are some some cultural Jews. They're very Jews are very small minority. Satan is using and the devil is using all kinds of people to direct all kinds of evil over a whole world. Muslims are doing horrible, awful things over here. Some Muslims are doing great things. Some Jews are doing great things. Okay, we have to stop seeing the lens from any sort of religious or any sort. We have to start taking off our eyeballs and seeing the spiritual lens and seeing that the devil and God can use anybody at any time. So let me rephrase what I said. There are going to be some elite Jews that do a lot of funding for a lot of evil. And they're going, they specifically, maybe a small sect of them, are going to are in for a very rude awakening. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I don't even know how much of them want Israel. I don't understand some some of their goals. Okay, I wake up every day and I just want to brush my teeth and get out there and play with my animals. Some people want to conquer the world. Well, we do want to save the world. You do, I do wake up every day and think I would like to save the world. I would like everybody to come to know Jesus and be kind and nice. Amen. But that's not their goal. Their goal isn't that people be kind and nice. All right. My last clip for the day, it's not a Bidenism, it's a Bushism. So back, we're hailing back to another era and see if you can catch uh, this Bushism here. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, Not funny. <laughs> so that particular clip I hadn't seen, and it was making its round. It's from a year ago. Um, but that was making its rounds on Twitter. And so I wanted to bring up the Bushism the brutal invasion of an unjust unjustified war. Iraq, unjustified invasion of Iraq. In he said Ukraine. He said he said Iraq. He said Iraq, and then and then Ukraine. I thought the flub was the he flub, said Ukraine. No, the, the, he's talking about Ukraine. He's talking about Vladimir Putin okay. going into Ukraine. Okay, and then he says Iraq. Okay, he, and everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, your unjustified invasion of Iraq. Yeah. Okay. I mean Ukraine. You know, and I love George. He says he's blaming on being 75. He's literally been doing that since he was president. He's had a, 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 not as many gaffes as Biden, but quite a few. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on... Can't can't get fooled again. Yep. All right. If you don't want to get fooled again, you can stay, stay tuned to Resistance Chicks. We do an after show on Rumble, but you can stay tuned for Michelle Swinnick that's coming up um, Everything Home. But afterwards, for your weekend, tune into our after show on resistancechicks.com. As always, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And we hope that you have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. God bless, guys. Most important news of the week, Donald Trump is now officially on the ballot in Colorado. What does that even mean? Um, they're, they had to fight it in law, in the court of law in Colorado yeah. because people didn't want Donald Trump on the ballot. Um, and so they won in court today that said Donald Trump could be on the ballot. And Harmeet Dillon just tweeted out, um, 
my incredible partners at uh, Harmy Dillon Law defeated the challenge to President Trump being on the ballot in yet another state, Colorado. I was on the phone moments, moments ago with partner David Warrington when the news came through. Kudos to our team, local council, and President Trump. So that was your version of, hey, guys, welcome back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. It's yeah. Friday, which means we're going to bring you the headline news. You jumped right in. It's and that's what you wanted to jump in the with. The most important story of the day. Oh, my God. Because this is the world we live in, that I, 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 that the, a former president of the United States would have to, is, is literally being challenged all over the country to get his name on the ballot in each, in each state, it seems. Welcome to Headline News with Resistance Can we just Chicks. say, we're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday, November 17th, 2023, and in this world that we live in, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump has to fight to get on the ballot in many states. It's just clown world, and so I just thought that we'd start out with the first clowny of the day. The fact that you have to fight in the court of law. You gotta a, fight. And, and, and that's the win. Oh, you right. No, this is what I'm saying. Like, that's the win we get. So hey. much winning we can get on the ballot. Woo! I'm feeling winny. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you have a right to actually get up and bat with your one arm behind your back. And you're both your feet tied together, but oh, we're winning. Wow. We are mega wins. I love what Rob says here in the chat. Mega wins. Winning all day, Leah Faith. And Kingdom Kids, yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're winning, but I don't know about We are winning. Else. I'm not. Come on, man. Before the 22 election, Maricopa County cut the seals on 446 vote center tabulators, removed the memory cards, then reformatted them, then secretly t tested the machines to reject ballots and resealed them to use on Election Day. That's from a case with um, Carrie Lake this week. Okay. The machines rejected over 200,000 Election Day ballots at a rate of over 7,000 every 30 minutes. Oh, my. Maricopa County did not follow the law with regards to law and accuracy testing on election day tabulators. Maricopa's nothing to see here arguments continue its pattern of false statements to cover up clear violations of Arizona election law. It had been said that democracy dies in darkness unless corrected by the court. Democracy in Maricopa and in Arizona die in plain sight. Christine Lamar says the Republican Arizona state legislature hasn't held one hearing to investigate anything from 2022. During the Arizona audit of 2020, Republican uh, legislature didn't require testimony from anyone inside the county and let the county off the hook. So these are um, breaking documents Carrie Lake's appellate brief filed um, a few nights ago. So we'll see where that goes. But again, trusting elections, you're not even allowed to question elections. You must trust them all. Um, and I will say that we do have some January 6th footage out tonight that I am going to play, even on Facebook, hmm. because um, they're releasing it. And now that they've already gotten what they wanted, mm -hmm. um, they have to allow us to, d to see all the other footage because they want us to, to play the footage from um, that, that they felt were showing people in a bad light. Yeah. But now, footage that has been released just just tonight let me see if i've got them up i've got it up you better you have eight million tabs leah's got quite the show for you and i can tell when i come in here and the tabs are this tiny because she's got so there's much actually to bring a lot you. of those were from last the last show I actually, then why would you do that to me i didn't that's cruel and unusual I, I needed them for oh my gosh 
I don't see them. Interesting. How can you see them when there's literally, I'm probably looking at like 45 tabs. They're not there. Oh my gosh. All right, gosh. go to my Twitter profile, please. They're there. I tweeted them out. I just didn't open the link. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and play um, Matt Kim here, spitting truth about the J6 tapes. And this you know, would have been. You know, your mouse a... was malfunctioning, and now mine is malfunctioning. Not wanting to move. Here, let's go to Twitter here because I'm going to have to. So we were told this was a violent insurrection, an overt attempt to overthrow the government. What we saw um, in the first half of our Brighty on show, if you guys don't watch it at six o'clock, oh, you're missing out on a lot of change stuff. Change the background here. Um, Wait for it still from Revelation Redfield. If you guys are not watching our Brideon show, that a lot of the show is not going to make sense because we really cover a lot of stuff that we can't cover on Facebook on our Brideon show. It's like the best of the best um, that we, we cover are from 6 to 7 on Brideon. So scroll down just a little bit, please. Here we go. The January 6th footage has now officially been released, available to the public for all to see. We were told this was a violent insurrection an overt attempt to overthrow the government. Now, you can see for yourselves, thousands of hours of footage. This will break some people's minds and worldviews. They think that the mainstream narrative was not the accurate depiction of the truth. Hopefully, being able to see this full unedited tapes will help wake some people up that there was a clear agenda to keep you misinformed. But eventually, truth prevails. And this provides some vindication for those who always questioned the narrative and were persecuted for being fascist and supporting an insurrection. Links to the tapes in my broadcast channel. Enjoy. Breaking. All right, let's scroll down. You're going to see another one. So apparently... More violence. We have a cop right here who's actually pats a guy on the back. Did you see that? Roll back. Roll back. To the well, beginning. it's going to play again. Okay. It's 10 seconds long. So here we have a cop. He's he. One guy pats him on the back, and the other guy... This cop gave him a little him. handshake. Mm-hmm. Kind of helping people through. Is that a violent insurrectionist? Uh, does not appear to be. Does not appear to be. What else? I think do that we those have? are the, those are the only two we've got right now. Okay. But they're they're coming out. Um, Mom wanted to see him. You got to go up and rewind, Mom. You have to go up and rewind, Mom. <laughs> Did you put anything on the website? The website? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, sorry. It was late, but it was there. So some of those videos that are coming out, I guess the secretary or the, um, the speaker of the house has said he's going to release all of the, um, all of the tapes. So I don't know what that looks like, um, but it's definitely, it's, you know, it's definitely going to, it's, we need transparency. Yeah. And we're going to finally see some transparency. And it is nice to be able to talk about it kind of officially. Because yeah. it's once it comes out. And you know what I find really interesting is that there are still so many people out there that would be sympathetic to the issue of J5 plus one. Yeah. But because they've never seen the footage because they don't do their own research, mm -hmm. even though they are actively online, I just don't know what holes they live in. Mm -hmm. They will actually start sharing. Oh, my gosh. Did you see this? You know, it's shocking to me, actually. Yeah, I've got one more if you go to my, my Twitter um, page. I just retweeted it. It's, it's, a, it's a war that we're in, an information war. Oh, here was it. This is what I wanted to do. Okay. This is, let's see, here we go. So 
So here we have people coming down the hallway, and there's cops at a door. What do you see? I see some. I see people with flags. I see the cops kind of just standing Making there. Making away. The cops. There's cops that are walking with them, alongside them. I don't see anybody being told to get out. I don't see anybody being told they shouldn't be there. I see a cop walking with them, kind of. Ex- this is this is this is this is a police escort. Um. You know, if you're in the wrong place, There's another police officer at the wrong time. If at any moment there's another police officer and they're just they're just being escorted, politely single file. This is like like lunchroom single file. This is like we're all just gonna go, we're all gonna go get our hash hash browns. Anthony says, well, they'll have to drop all the charges if it is there to see nothing really happened and it was peaceful. I don't, this is not an insurrection. This is not an insurrection. Especially when you want to compare the fact that the side that they're saying did the insurrection is the side that has all the guns. There's a lady, look at the, this is a normal housewife looking, you know, people just taking selfies. Who selfies an insurrection? And you know what I call this? The, the post January 6th is terrorism. Because if you are one of these people, I can guarantee you that if that you live in terror every day of your life, mm-hmm. that they're going to come and take you and, and beat down your door and arrest you. That's terrorism. Here, look what I got. Look at my picture. You take, well, look at this lady, this older lady. Can you just take my picture? Who knew that all of these people, like, how many criminals, criminals do you know besides psychopaths record their own crimes? And how many people do you know do an insurrection with a video camera in hand? Like, if I'm going to do an insurrection, I think I need both hands available for the insurrecting. This is insane. Is that it? Yeah. I just... (sighs) Yes, Bex, this is um, J5 plus one footage. That's what we we like to say. (sighs) That's the footage they didn't want you to see. Right. They crafted a narrative. They started it. Right. They crafted it. They took the clips, you know, just like any news reporter does. They take clips and then they form their own narrative. And that's what they did. Right. Right? That, that's, that's what they did. All right? Julie Kelly, she just tweeted out, because she's the one been covering all these January 6th guys. She says, guys, let's take the small victories when we get them. The release of January 6th footage isn't anywhere near complete, but it's a start. The disintegration of the official J6 narrative already well underway. This effort will only accelerate it. Good. Now, if you haven't seen it, go see... Um, Police State. Police State by Dinesh D'Souza. We went and saw that in the theaters. Um, you can go to policestate.film. I think you can watch it and stream. you can stream it. Um, uh, I don't think that's the right address. Policestatefilm.net. Tim Poole says the police facilitated January 6th. This is why they withheld the tapes. The J6 committee should be censured and expelled for lying to the public. Amen. And anybody that was sitting on the committee should have their seat pulled. Now, we, we covered on, go ahead and go back to my Twitter. What we covered on our show with Brideon was that the Palestinian mobs are causing more violence and destruction than anything on, we've seen at the J, on the J6 tapes. Come on. It's absolute mayhem. These people are so, they're full of violent, violence and hysteria and. <sighs> <laughs> 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 
And that, my friends, is how police talk to people when they are trying to stop them from committing violence. Unlike the silence that was going on in the Capitol building that we just saw. Do you think Fox News will continue to ignore the J6? Now, I want to show you something else. Do you think they'll? Do you think they can continue to ignore it? Mm, I do actually. Um, I don't think Capitol Police would take restraints off of a protester, fist bump him, and then let him go if it was an actual insurrection. Unless he's one of them. That's what I was thinking. He's one of them. He has to He came to be. with the helmet. Wow. There is so much more that went on. And you know what? So many people that know about it. And they are terrified to speak out about it because they were part of it. And that's the thing. Why do they take him away from everybody else to take the, the things off? And why does he know to bend over like that? Right. Did, so, would you have well, known they may to have told him that. We don't know. And he looked, it looked too natural. And these are my own assumptions, but it looked like he knew what was doing. He looked like he knew. He looked like he knew. And then he comes around with a fist bump like that. Yeah. Come on. So, it looks. you know how we always say... And why does he have the mask on his face, the police officer? The devil has no power over you when he has nothing to hold over you. That's why Christians, we know where we go when we die. We know that we are eternal beings. And so he holds no power over us. The problem is, is why are these people that were a part of this not speaking out? Because they're in on it. And if they speak out about it, they know that they'll either get Clintoned Or they will be held responsible. From the Daily Wire. Um, I'm going to bring this up. The FBI halted probe of pedophile to focus on J6. Now he's accused of abusing a 10-year-old boy. Oh, dear God. Alleged pervert sent undercover FBI agent video of a prepubescent minor male being penetrated by an adult. Uh, but on January 6th, FBI Washington Field Office decided that this investigation was halted due to events that occurred in the United States Capitol building. So on January 6th, the FBI explicitly chose to abandon a sting on a child pornographer in Virginia who was messaging an undercover agent about doing things to a nine-year-old boy, opting instead to focus on prosecuting Donald Trump's supporters in the Capitol. Less than three years later, the FBI discovered the same man living in Alaska where he appears to be performing acts on a 10-year-old boy. Oh, my gosh. In December 2nd, 2020, an Internet user with the screen name GayBoy69Freak messaged an undercover agent with the FBI's Washington field office who was posing as a father pimping out his 9-year-old son. Oh, my And told gosh. him he wanted to travel to D.C. to do things with the boy. The man also sent the agent a video of child pornography with this particular person. Then, on January, the date, the FBI's field office decided this investigation had to be halted because oh we needed to go gosh. after these people who were walking around the Capitol. The man was only arrested and the court documents only filed because Welsh moved to Alaska and, and crossed the Anchorage FBI's radar in an unrelated perversion investigation. On October 24th, 2023, after coming across troubling chats from Welsh on a phone, they seized from a different alleged pervert, 
Alaska FBI agents went into his house and located items, including toys in very small size and apparently consisted consistent with a body size of a 10 year old boy. The investigation also re revealed that a 10 year old boy was in fact residing at the residence belonging to this person. In other words, because the FBI called off the dogs, even after Welsh sent them child pornography, he went on to molest a 10 year old. Wow. It was the FBI's agents. Uh, oh, it was as the FBI agents worked through the Alaska case that they realized that the Bureau's Washington Fields office had slam dunk evidence that it never bothered to do anything with. Mm. And it added it to charging documents filed November 6, 2023. The Alaska arrest of Welsh was based was made based on the initial child pornography crime in Virginia, not even his apparent crimes in Alaska. The Washington field office wouldn't say how many other ordinary criminal investigations were put on hold because of J six, but it did acknowledge that resources were divor diverted in the immediate aftermath of the blank, the, the thing of the, of in January. However, the Washington field office continued to diligently pursue its ongoing investigations. This sort of admission that a case was dropped rarely appears in court filings because a dropped investigation means nothing ever makes it to court. Welsh's case is an exception because he tripped the wires of a different office in Alaska, which picked up the case. Federal prosecutors have charged more than 1,000 defendants in what they called the capital breach, and more than 65,000 legal documents have been filed in these cases, according to the Daily Wire database. Investigators and prosecutors have limited time, so it turns out that all that work likely comes at the expense of the cases they'd normally be handling. The focus on these particular prosecutions has coincided with U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia prosecutors who, because of D.C.'s unique status, handle most local criminal violations in the city, increasingly deciding not to prosecute residents arrested by the Met Police, even as D.C. crime has gone out of control. In 2020, before the Capitol event, the office declined to prosecute 35% of felonies and 52% of misdemeanors that were brought to them by local police. How can they even live with themselves because they know that they did this or did not? In 2021, they focused on Capitol defendants whose numbers grew to 56% and 42%. In 2022, a whopping 72% of people who were arrested for misdemeanors in D.C. and 53% of would-be felons found themselves going free because prosecutors simply didn't bother to pursue their cases. Wow. So we have people who committed real crimes. Real crimes. 72% were arrested for misdemeanors and let go, and 53% of would-be felons. Over half of would-be felons, we're talking about carjackings, probably rapes, we're talking probably pedophilia. 53% of them were not ever, they just went free because prosecutors didn't go after their cases. The U.S. attorney has in part blamed a lack of accredited crime lab and drug tests and DNA. At the same time, life has gotten worse for D.C. residents. Violent crime is up 39% compared to last year. Homicides are up 34%. In 2020, there were 360 carjackings in D.C., according to city police. So far in 2023, there have been 870 carjackings. There were 360 in 2020, and now there have been 870 carjackings. Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch, a nonprofit that has criticized the FBI for its political bias, said that child pornography cases case shows that the politicization of FBI harms more than just conservative targeted for their political be beliefs. Cases that check the boxes, the concern is only those will get appropriate attention. 
I'm having a hard time getting through some of this. Let me read some comments. Uh, Sir Thriving Mama, hi Sam, says this makes me sick. This is evil to choose to pursue J6 investigations over protecting children is just plain evil. Sherry says so disgusting that poor little boy endured almost three more years of torture. Disgraceful. Um, yeah. I've got a clip here from, and if I can find it, it's a Fox News clip that we have to see from um, this guy here. Um, Your favorite Peter. buddy. So talking DC. about the carjackings. The carjackings have gotten so bad in D.C. that three individuals protect, tried to steal the Secret Service vehicle carrying Joe Biden's granddaughter. Get out of town. Well, you know, with the odds of 870, you're going to end up with somebody in political office. Opening fire to protect President Biden's granddaughter, Peter. Yes, the car jacking and car stealing problem in Washington, D.C. has now extended to somebody with Secret Service protection. At 11.58 p.m. last night in Georgetown, which is about a mile and a half from where we're standing right now, uh, Secret Service officers who are assigned to protect Naomi Biden, that's President Biden's granddaughter, Hunter Biden's daughter, opened fire at three people who were trying to steal one of the Secret Service vehicles. We don't know exactly what kind of a car this was, but according to the Secret Service, who just sent us a statement, I... Secret Service agents encountered possibly three individuals breaking a window on a parked and unoccupied government vehicle. During the encounter, a federal agent discharged a service weapon, and it is believed no one was struck. The offenders immediately fled the scene in a red vehicle, and a regional lookout was issued to supporting units. That means that somebody tried to steal a Secret Service car from the agents that were protecting the president's granddaughter, and they got away. They're still out there. This morning, back to you. Wow, that's because crazy. crime is running so rampant. I can't believe they got away. But they, I can't believe they would target the president's granddaughter's car. They picked the wrong it's, car to break into. There are so many cars that are getting broken into in Washington yeah. D.C. It's possible, just based on the no volume, idea. that they had no idea. Yeah. But uh, if if they did know. Uh, that's even more extraordinary. Either way, uh, these guys are out there in a red car. Right. Uh, with uh, If they got the car, I wonder if she had an Apple tag. That was that was the instruction. Get an Apple tag and drop it in there. All right. uh, thanks so much, Peter. Uh, more. Uh... That is um, speaking to the crimes that are running rampant and they're not going after. What are you doing, police in D.C.? What do you do? Is it just donuts? Is that all that's going on? Or is it is it all J6 stuff? Are you still going after all those people all these years later? Hi, Pastor Devonese. I love you. She says, ignorance isn't bliss. It's just a slow, silent death. Thanking God for revelation. Opened my eyes and a repentant. Can't even watch the news without thousands of questions now. Thanks, ladies, for always bringing awareness and causing one to question mainstream media. You know, I want to read to you guys. She made a series of comments. If you guys didn't watch our Revelation Red Pill from um, Wednesday. Wednesday, Really good show. On public education. I want to read some of her comments she she left, which were, were, were great. Thank you, by the way. Um, she said, we are the ones that must fight. We, we are the ones which must, which must manifest heaven's declarations. We are the ones that must be fearless and kingdom focused, not rapture focused. Come on. The rapture has been a distraction and an excuse to stop co-creating with heaven. She said about hobbies. Cause I went a little bit off on golf. 
Uh, I don't know why I think golf. You picked on the golfers. Uh, hobbies can be, uh, I think it's probably because my dad was a golfer and he became obsessed with this it. This is your personal yeah. vendetta. Yeah. Uh, hobbies can become a distraction. Ask Holy Spirit if your hobby has replaced kingdom time. Amen. If it has, simply repent, renounce, and relocate. I like that. We've never, I've never heard that part. Never heard of relocate. Then ask Holy Spirit to uh, direct your time. Um, and he has done that for me because I've asked. Oh, that's so good. I decree and declare that strategy is being released now for those whose heart is truly to govern that which Father has birthed in them. Mm. I decree and declare that we will be the educators of our children. I oh, This is so powerful. I decree and declare that our our confidence is not in ourselves, but in the capacity God has placed in us before we were formed in our father's mother's womb. I decree and declare that Holy Spirit will download to us what our children need to know Come and that on, he will divinely nah. connect us to resources needed to teach our children our inheritance. I decree and declare that Holy Spirit will give us the patience and vigor to be our educators. I decree and declare that our children's hunger for truth through education will grow and inspire them to seek knowledge as God himself has ordained it. It is finished. It is done. Amen. Come on. You know, uh, Sherry brought her daughter to the revival last month and her granddaughter, and she's seven. And she, we We've prayed got over two her. Sherry's in the chat, by yeah. the way. We prayed over her and uh, we prayed over her education that her mind would be open and God would fill her. And she's homeschooled. And we got an email back saying that um, now um, little Paisley loves school and loves praying and loves praying in the spirit. And one of the things that uh, Sherry had repented of was uh, not asking her children her children to seek God with them as a family. Amen. And I love that so much because um, did you know that we, even as kids, are we are downloaded with everything we need? That's right. And so we can ask children who are actually in, in some ways closer to heaven than we are. Because they have that childlike faith. What do you think God is saying about this situation? And we can help them to direct them to hear and understand the voice of God. And they can often hear things that we can't yeah. because of the purity of their minds and their hearts. And they have more faith because they haven't been struck down by the devil's lies. Come on. That's really good. Um, she says, my God. I'm seeing things differently. Always thought they were building females with the STEM programs, but now I see that differently. The science and technology, engineering, and math programs that they're doing for girls is they just need them as workers. They just need them. And so they have, they know that girls inherently, we like to be told anything a boy can do, you can do. We anything like to be told, do, I can, can do, do better. better. Yeah. Anything you can do, I can do. No, you can't. Yes, yes I, I can. can. <laughs> okay. And it's obviously not true. Okay, physically, we will never, women will never be as strong as men. Um, so there's a lot of things. I, I literally was watching two guys throw trash cans into the compactor. As I'm like, and I think to myself, you're, what rotator cuff are you tearing with these giant, and they're just chucking them in. And I'm trying to see, I literally was picturing a woman, and I actually saw a woman tr uh, garbage truck driver. You, that so you could do. Our um, local, so we have these giant recycle bins now. Mm -hmm. Like they're like the size of a trash can mm -hmm. here in our town. It's actually really nice um, for those of us that have a lot of recyclables. But our recycle girl is a girl. On hoisting, ho hoisting it or driving it? I think it? she drives the truck and then I think that the truck arm comes out and it opens it up. And okay. Okay. okay, but what I'm saying is every once in a while she's got to get out and move the cans, but the recycle cans are never going to be because you're recycling things that are empty. <laughs> it's paper, it's plastic. paper, plastic. So they that. give that to the girl. All right, so <laughs> they give there that you to go. the girl. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, that's so good. Rob says, God uses Gideon and 299 other warriors mm. to defeat 135,000 of the enemy. Yes, it doesn't sir. take many. That's a word, Rob. I want to talk about this story. A high school football coach has been fired for holding a baptism service for oh. 20 of his players after, after practice. After practice, he's been fired. Uh, so you can bring this up and you can see the video. This one's, it's, it's sad. This one's sad for me. Oh my um, gosh, you're kidding. You know what though? I'm not that coach. And I'm really sorry that he got fired. However, hey Georgia, what a way to uh, go. Yeah, let me see. I might, you might be able to bring up this um, after you play that video. Um, there might be a. Uh, yeah, you can play that. He doesn't really fit. They need a little bigger one. But he still gets baptized. Ready? Here you go. Ready? Get your feet up. Really you. Oh. you gotta get your head under. Oh. I'm about to baptize himself. Baptize right, right, ready? My brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's awesome. My heart, my heart. So a Georgia high school football coach has been fired from coaching after holding a baptism for 20 players wow. on the school grounds. Tattnall County High School coach Isaac Farrell. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not a big sports person, but these kids, they just got rid of the best influence that they could ever have in their entire lives. For these children, you mean? The best influence that these young men could ever have in their lives. Mm -hmm. If this coach is, 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 he's obviously up to, to get to the point of baptism. That he has been speaking God into their lives. Amen. Okay. Uh, so this he, is a different guy? Uh, the, 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 looks like the coach had a local pastor come in. So that was the pastor. That was the coach, I guess. Yeah, let me screen share so you can so, see the coach. Um, so Isaac Farrell had a local pastor, Gary okay. Few, baptize the players October 23rd. A video on the team's official Facebook page shows Few baptizing the players one at a time in a large tub of water. Tattnall County High School Superintendent Kristen Waters, always the Karen... Here Bless comes the Karen. You. Bless <laughs> you again. Sorry. Announced Farrell's firing after the baptism, but claimed his removal from coaching is not related to the baptism service. Based on the outcome of an investigation into an incident that occurred Friday night, November 3rd, while traveling after the football game, the district decided that it would seek a head football coach that aligned with the best interests of the students. Ah. As to any other allegations, the district does not comment during ongoing investigations. Waters said Farrell will be able to keep his separate teaching job at the school. Oh, I see. What? Oh, you can still be a teacher, but you can't coach the football team? No. Then he did not do anything wrong. Give me a break. If he did something wrong, he would be fired as a teacher. Right. It's that I don't want you affecting Christianity on the field with these boys. Come on. He didn't do anything wrong. He would have fired him. So he wasn't fired, fired. He was fired as coach. The school began investigating the baptism service after it received a letter from the nonprofit Freedom From Religion Foundation, which claims to be a state church watchdog oh promoting gosh. the constitutional principle of separation of church and state. You know said it's it, freedom of religion, not from. Said it learned of the baptism after being tipped off by a concerned district community member. So not even a parent, you know. The Freedom From Religion claims in an article posted on its website that Farrell was abusing his position and committing a constitutional violation. They also wrote that student athletes have a First Amendment right to be free from religion indoctrination when participating in their public school's athletic programs and said student athletes are especially susceptible to coercion. That's so true, which is why we're not supposed to send our kids to public school at all. And when you do put Christians to be salt and light, this is what I, I can't stand with parents. 
I'm sending my child to be salt and light. No, you're you're sending your kids to have their light taken away and their salt taken away because look what happens when they're salt and light. Hmm. Look what happens. We write to request that the district investigate the situation and ensure that this school-sponsored religious coercion ends immediately. Every single day you send your kids to school, they're being religiously coerced. Their problem is that they're not being coerced into Satanism. And I'm curious, into, did this baptism take place on school property? Yes, it did. Okay. Uh, on school property. Some parents on the team stuck up for Farrell, a, said a former Georgia Southern uh, football player, and commended him for baptizing their sons. One parent, Leftifa Johnson, told the outlet she is extremely proud of her son and that he decided to be baptized of his own accord. I was extremely proud of him because he made his decision on his own. I didn't have to hold his hand. Do you know how many mamas want their boys to be baptized and become Christians instead of thugs on the street? Every single parent, especially in the inner city, says, please, Lord, take my child, and please, Lord, put good men in their lives. And they and God did. Mm. Mm. It was so sweet because you see the boys and they look like they wanted it, she continued. You know, like everyone looked excited from the ones I was able to see. So was cheering. Thank you, God. Yes, 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 I was all for it. You know, and I get this comment from Deb. You're not wrong in a sense, but let's see past what you're saying. He messed up by doing it on school grounds. Even if it was 10 feet off the grounds, I think he would have been okay. I think you're right about that in a sense. I don't think he would have been totally okay. I would say this, though. You can baptize on school grounds. Mm -hmm. I could get at a tub and just baptize. The problem was is that he used a position of authority no, as what a I'm coach, saying is, period, is what they were what upset I wanted about. To, what I wanted to point out is... As Christians, we should be making these bold statements, even as coaches and in these positions where we should be pushing back on the fact that they should not be able to tell you that you can't baptize students on school grounds because it goes against the fundamental foundation of our nation, which if you go back and watch our Revelation Red Pill episode 36 from this past week, you will see that we lay out a pretty strong case for the fact that our country is founded on godly principles and our public schools were supposed to always be Christian. And so, when you go to original intent, our founding fathers would be rolling over in their grave if they found out that a any school authority person, figure, question is, could is not it, baptize on school property. Is it constitutional? Absolutely, yes. Yes, it is. And because we go back to the original intent of the founding fathers. So just because you're trying to tiptoe around the fact that we live in a fascist government does yeah. not mean that what they did was wrong. Sherry says, what about the after-school Satan clubs? What about after-school clubs at period? Mm-hmm. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Congratulations, young men. You just made the best decision of your lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God, one commenter wrote. That coach is changing lives, not just winning games. And I tell you what, every time they make a, a movie about, like, football or sports, you usually see some mention of God. Yeah. The best coaches are always instilling God and Jesus into, their, into the kids. Come on. And you see it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Facing I mean, even giants. remember the Titans. Yeah, facing yeah, the Giants. Remember the Titans. I felt remember the Titans. Yeah. He was a Christian. Mm -hmm. All these were Christians. Christian love. That was a period movie, so you were allowed to be a Christian coach back then. Remember the Titans. Wow. Even a happy story went sad. I'm sorry. Well, they tried to steal it. Yeah, we we have to just keep bringing bringing these things up, and and and, you know. And, and drawing attention to it and, and re-educating ourselves. We have to unbrainwash ourselves. Yeah. So when you watch our education video on Wednesday, you'll see that for the first 
200 years, well, up until the 1920s, all education was Christian. So, of course, it wasn't just baptisms that you're doing on, on any sort of school property sure. or public property. It was you children need to learn the gospel. Children are taught about the creature, creator. Here's the thing. The idea that you say that schools are not religious the Declaration of Independence says we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. If you can't teach creationism, you can't teach the Declaration, you can't teach the Constitution, you're done. We right. can't teach American government whatsoever. Right. Because the American government is literally founded on one principle, that all men are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. And to be baptized, to be following that Creator who our founding fathers based our whole government on, is absolutely true. So, you know, we keep these um, McGuffey readers down here. Um, they're literally falling apart at the seams because they're like original ones. Some um, These ones aren't back to the 1800s, so I don't think. Yeah, but they're still all very godly. Mm -hmm. um, and they all have to do with God. And it's consistent mm -hmm. throughout these books that, um, they, that they understood in order to educate children properly to become contributing members of members society. of society you must teach them the ways of the lord and the bible and the 10 commandments and so all of these things are godly so let me show you um a clip what we showed on our brideon sh show of indoctrination this is what indoctrination looks like these are two students debating whiteness and christianity we demand that white christians be held accountable for america's original sin the negative continues the trend in politics while whiteness devours the other debating this topic is irrelevant while society is dominated by white christians even if we have something educational to say about this topic the political will just pray it away and continue their mission to conquer the world in the name of jesus christ the military industrial complex has been coupled with american christianity the worship of the weapons of whiteness the united states was built to be a city upon a hill for white christians american christianity has controlled all aspects of politics such as justifying slavery we solve by decoupling weapons and worships and ending the crusade. White Christians literally inscribe scriptures onto their weapons, worshiping through war. We want to repent for our sins and show America's failure. By voting for us, the judge will send his signal to political leaders and condemn Christianity in politics. It ends up being a 2-1 for Livingston. The affirmative tells me in summary and final focus that the role of the ballot for me is to reject Christian militarism. So at the end of the day, I'm left with deciding which side I think is better, doing a better job rejecting Christian militarism. We demand that white Christians okay. be held accountable for America's... So you have this teacher brainwashing kids that it's whiteness and Christianity that is the problem in the world today. And that's why you have to pull your kids from school because whiteness is, it's not whiteness. We talked about this in our Brightian show. It's not about being white. Yeah. The critical race theory, the d diversity, equ equity, inclusion, because here's the thing. If you are a African-American, if you are Hispanic, if you are Asian and you are Christian, then they call you white. Why do they do that? Because it has nothing to do with white. Yeah. It has everything to do with being Christian. That's right. It has everything to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Amen. Oh, you're just acting white. Look at those. You're over those white people. No, 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 no. Because I saw this before. Hillary Clinton's white. Joe Biden's white. Bill Gates is white. Everybody on the left, all the people in power, y'all, Gavin Newsom's white. They're not saying whiteness. They say it and they're, they're all Caucasian white people. They're laughing at you. And the word that they have rewritten in their head is when they say white, they spit out Christian. Because yeah. they know it'll rile you all up on conservatives. Well, it's one white, blah, 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 blah. No. You guys don't fall into their trap. Don't play their game. I know your name. I know your number. 
Come on. I know what you're doing. You're saying it's not white Christians. You're just saying Christian Christians. You're saying kingdom Christians. Uh-oh. You're saying real Christians. Those founding fathers, those real Christians. Mm. That's what they're saying. And you have to spit it back in their face. And I, t- I guarantee you, I went back and forth with a guy. On Twitter. On Twitter. And I shut him up. Shut him up. Did he block you? I don't know. I usually do get blocked when I get real good like that. I know. I hear about it. So, um, somebody had come back and we were talking about Christian nationalism. Is Mike Johnson the Speaker of the House? Is he a Christian nationalist? These white Christian nationalists, blah, blah, blah. And the Holy Spirit came on me so strong. And I just went on a rampage because I had just done this. And I said, public education was also the brainchild of eugenics. The inventor of the IQ test, H.H. Goddard, admits that standardized tests were designed to bully those with lower test scores into not breeding. This is where we get imbecile from. Oh, they did. They blocked me. They did. They, they did. Because here's the thing. People cannot handle it when I do this. They can't handle it. They cry. You can't and, handle it too. And this is why my little Twitter account... Gets no reach because what happens is I'm so good at what I do that you get consistently get blocked. blocked. And so because you're such a blocked account, then they reduce your reach. Yeah. I'm and sorry. it's not me. And I knew I knew that if I had done it first, like block them first. But I'm like, no, I'm going to be the big person. I was waiting for them. We went over this about not being the bigger person. I went to block. But then I thought to myself, if I block them, then they won't see my thing. True. And I need them to see my things. So um, somebody says Christian nationalism startlingly. He came after me and he said, you need to have a better education. Uh, let me let me, let me, me point you to a better education. And they made fun of my blog. And somebody said, the absolute state of your blog, the 90s calls and once a word. And I, I wrote it 10 years ago. And the memes, I, I admit, were dated. And I said, I sent back and I said, uh, looks like when you, you he took take a screenshot of my blog. But they also, part of the screenshot was, Part 10 of the Communist Manifesto, which said free education for all children in public schools. Combination of education with industrial um, production. That's number 10 on the Communist Manifesto. And so I said, thank you for screenshotting that. Because the most important part of that screenshot was the Communist Manifesto. Because we didn't have free public education. It was the communists that wanted public education. It was the communists. And so I said, so you're... Uh, he said he was he was um, he was saying that you're pro charging for education and you're like for child labor. And I said, pro charging for education. I'm for parental responsibility. Since the dawn of time, parents were obviously responsible to clothe, shelter and educate their children. When the state took over the pillar of education, they became co-parents. Would you demand your neighbors feed your children, clothe them, house them? No, that is absurd. During the 1920s, Rockefeller and Carnegie spent more money revamping education than the U.S. government. Why? To create drones who would be their industrial slaves and not push back on their empires. And this is a quote from Carnegie. In 1890, Andrew Carnegie wrote a series of 11 essays titled The Gospel of Wealth, a treatise which uh, essentially stated that free enterprise and capitalism no longer existed in the United States. Does anybody know who Carnegie was? Carnegie was the steel magnate. All these different guys that took over industries. You got the Rockefellers with the uh, the oil. They became Standard Oil, uh, and that's why we have all this stuff 
powered by gasoline. Um, you've got the Vanderbilts, who was the railroads, and you've got Ford. So Ford, Carnegie, Rockefeller, uh, Vanderbilt. These were the men who, quote, built America in a satanic fascist manner. Uh, because um, because he and Rockefeller owned everything, including the government, and that competition was impossible unless they allowed it. Eventually, says Carnegie, the young children will become aware of this and form clandestine organizations to fight against it. And that's what the BLM writers in the Antifa, that's what they think that they're doing. Mm. Okay? Because they know they need to fight against something, but they don't know that they're actually fighting for. Come on. Because what happened was, is Carnegie and Rockefeller and Ford put millions of dollars in education so that when they thought that they were waking up from the major they were still in the matrix fighting for the matrix okay carnegie proposes that men of wealth form a synthetic free enterprise system based on a cradle to grave schooling the people who advance through schooling would be given licenses to lead profitable lives all licenses are tied to forms of schooling this way the entire economy can be controlled and people have a motivation for them to learn what you want them to learn it also places the minds of all children in the hand of a few social engineers person didn't like that okay so those were some of the arguments that i made back and forth and i think what he really hated was when i began to call him a racist because the people who promoted forced education were eugenics the eugenics called you know they made up the word imbecile the goddard school hh goddard created the goddard school of higher education so when your kids are in the gifted program or they're in the special program that's from hh goddard who created the term imbecile and moron and he created the iq test specifically so that when you tested kids and those who were underperforming would be called names and that people other kids would not want to marry them and have children with them because they would call them stupid retarded moron he, he wanted this to happen so that that this was their way of eugenics of breeding out the lesser people and so when you go to john dewey of the Dewey Decimal System, H.H. Goddard, you heard of the Goddard Institutions and the, all the education. You can Wikipedia them. They say they, in spite of their view of eugenics and sterilization and moron retarded and all the racism that they had, they still did this good for education. Mm. They promoted, they were the ones that promoted it's the, the same forced thing with Planned schooling. Parenthood, by the way. And then the number one thing that they did with Norman Dodd with his investigation into these foundations in the early 1900s, they said, how do we change the populace without war? We know of no other way to change a populace without war. Okay, so they have the World War I. How yeah. do we continue to keep control of the people? education so they pour millions and millions of dollars so that you can get people who will put on a bolt on a ford car over and over and over again and they're schooled to be dumb schools are designed to keep you dumb to keep you in a perpetual state of idiocracy okay and so i and and then i got blocked by a guy because i said your heroes because he said my heroes i mentioned john locke algernon sydney sir edward coke blackstone he pretends to be a smart man this particular Twitter user, he, I'm sure he's never read John Locke. I'm sure he's never read any of the founding documents. He's only been what I call dunked in a vat of toxic waste, nuclear waste, come out like some sort of, you know, monster in a, um, in a fictional story. And he only can spit out what his heroes say. And he doesn't know his heroes of, of, of free education for people. The foundation was racist and eugenics. So he wants to say America was racist when it wasn't. 
we had millions of, we had, well, we had hundreds of thousands of people die to end slavery because we were forming a more perfect union. People constantly getting on their face before God. How do we do this better? Amen. How do we love better? Okay. Coming out of, you know, systems of slavery. There's still slavery today. Hello. Everywhere, all over the world. People are oppressed everywhere, all over the world. But they're not fighting for that because they're fighting for the system of oppression in the name of stopping oppression. Yeah. Speaking of that, there is the most oppressive government probably in the world, which would be this communist Chinese party. Karen says, whoa, yes, I can see that happening. I needed help with algebra. Never learned it. Passed into 10th grade with basic math and summer school teacher was never there. Rob Roy says, kaboom, Leah. James says, Leah hit him with her best shot. Population control has been the goal of the Satanist elitist for decades. Chris says, morality does not need to be forced. The brainwashing is being dissolved by the power of God in more and more people's lives. Mm, that's so good. Play this clip real quick first. This is a lady. She said this where we're in the beginning, but it, it makes a lot of sense. We're not going to play this again, are we? No, you can close them. Okay. One right next to that one. All right. So this is a cool little rant she goes on to what you're going to tell kids after we fix this thing. Oh, that's good. Okay. Do y'all ever think about what we're going to tell our kids about what being a parent was like when they were kids? Because if you say it out loud, it's like, wow, this shit's actually pretty crazy. Like, listen, kids, the government was out of control. They had literally poisoned everything and they were sending all of our money to other countries. So we were like, oh my God, we can't pay their bills. And they were like, oh my God, but these countries over here need your money. So anyway, the food was poisoned, the water was poisoned. So we had to like start buying food from local farmers and we didn't really eat a lot of fruits and vegetables just cause the quality was so bad. Cause you know, the government poisoned everything. What was even crazier is the medical industry was basically the mafia and they were like the number one killer of people in America, but we couldn't say anything about it because like I said, they were like literally the mafia. So anyways, we did a lot of things to make sure you guys could keep your fertility as you got older. So uh, yeah, that's uh, why we're farmers. Any questions? I love that so much. <laughs> that's really good. You do have to make some... Keep your fertility. Don't get stuck. Mm. That's what I would say. And not just that, though. You got to watch the foods that you eat. That's what she's saying. The water's poisoned. Everything is poisoned. Po everything everything is, is, poisoned. is poisoned. All right. So I've got the... Where's my Gavin Newsom clip? So Xi Jinping, he comes to America. Here it is. And uh, the streets of of california get cleaned up for xi jinping it's, it's hilarious and he's like people are saying you're just doing this because he came in town he's like yeah folks say oh they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town um that's true because it's true but it's also true for months and months and months prior to apec we've been having different conversations different folks conversations can you get a broom out in your conversation, you don't have to, you don't have to make this moment. We're going to play the next clip here. We have um, citizens in California finally had enough of the communist dic dictatorship and his two communist buddies, Biden and Newsom. They are tearing down the Chinese flags as we speak. That's awesome. You know the difference between... 
migrants and immigrants, I should say, from China versus, say, I don't know, other, other nations. Most of them that are here have fled communist China. I know they're not want they so don't want it here. They're looking they're, at that communist China flag, Chinese flag and they're like not here. That Jack. means oppression. All right, so here we have uh, Vivek Ramaswamy being grilled on uh, CNN because uh, of, a, of a quote from Roman, Donald Trump. Do you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague Chris Christie has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word I was think chosen that we are for in the a middle reason. Of a cultural war in this country. The well, word you know was what? It, it, it's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? Wildly violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use that language yourself? The vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping? If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country, picking on some word that Donald Trump said you on a certain day. You can just see that. Um and then you can play the bring up the next one with Jesse Waters here. You can see that CNN is obviously trying to produce a narrative and they're not trying to talk about the substance of the issues. But today was supposed to be Gavin Newsom's day after a romantic first date in Beijing where Xi showed Gavin his exquisite birds, intertwined trees and custom toboggans. Gavin thought he was a shoe in for a second date. She was flying into Gavin's hometown, San Francisco. And when Gavin found out, he grabbed the broom and cleaned up. Sorry, vagrants, I have a date. He waited for Chi at the airport, marveled at him as he descended onto the tarmac. Yeah, the way Gavin Look looked at, at Chi like, was kind of like how Taylor Swift looks at like, Travis Kelsey. Now, in Beijing, images of Chi and Gavin were plastered all over the billboards. And then Gavin turned San Francisco into Chinatown. Killing millions of Americans with COVID and fentanyl was water under the bridge. Gavin was ready to take the relationship to the next level. Here it comes. Until he found out there was someone else, Joe Biden. The president flew in on Air Force One. Now Newsom had competition. When she saw Joe, they couldn't keep their hands off each other. As Joe likes to brag, he spent more time with Xi than anyone else. Not to mention the fact that Xi's guys bribed the Biden family. The chemistry was unmistakable. I've never doubted what you've told me in terms of your candid nature in which you speak. I still remember our interactions very vividly, and it always gives me a lot of thoughts. 
Well, we just got the readout from the Biden team about the president's meeting with Xi. The meeting lasted four hours and Xi did almost all the talking, as she usually does. At one point, Biden wished Xi's wife a happy birthday. And she was embarrassed because he forgot his wife's birthday was coming up. And then she complained about how China was getting bad press in the U.S. media. China gets great press. She must be watching Fox. <laughs> and then they talked about the weather. No, that's not a joke. Biden, after hours of listening, oh, funny. begged China to help us out with global warming. And then Biden asked, are you going to invade Taiwan? China said no. Biden then asked, why are you guys so secretive about your nuclear weapons program? And she didn't answer. It was very secretive. Biden never mentioned COVID. Biden asked she, can you guys stop buzzing our aircraft and our ships? And she said, we'll have our militaries talk about it. So from the readout of this meeting, it sounds like President Biden listened for three hours, talked for one, and nothing much came out of it. But the lunch was spectacular. Biden ordered for Chi, herb ricotta ravioli, artichoke crisps, tarragon roasted heritage chicken, California gold rice pilaf, charred broccolini and Brussels sprouts. And for dessert, of course, almond meringue cake, praline buttercream and Concord grape sauce. Delish. As Chi's taste buds were exploding, Gavin's heart was sinking. Let's be honest, though, Gavin didn't stand a chance. Biden's the one that's been bribed. Biden's the one who didn't pop the spy balloon. Biden's the one who covered up the lab leak. Biden's the one who stored his classified documents in Chinatown. Gavin's going to have to work a lot harder, especially after Biden announced he's dropping sanctions on the Chinese if they promise to crack down on fentanyl. That's right. That's the one deal the Biden team claims they cut today. The Chinese police state can keep operating so their slaves can build cheap iPhones for Apple. And Xi Pinky promises he won't sell fentanyl to the cartels. That's not what you'd call the art of the deal. That's the Biden doctrine. Accuse Trump of cozying up to dictators while you bend over and pay them. Biden just paid the Iranians another $10 billion. And that's on top of the $6 billion he just paid them. And after Biden's tough talk on Russia, He's been caught buying sanctioned Russian oil from middlemen, fueling the Russian war machine while selling weapons to Ukraine. Why is Biden always on both sides of the action? All right. So you guys want to see, I'm going to show you a before and after, before she came and after the streets of San Francisco. So maybe we should be thankful that she came. <laughs> Baptism. Oh. So this is an interesting clip. This is Joe Rogan and The Rock calling out p politicians. Okay. Our speech when he left office that there's a military industrial complex that wants us to go to war. They profit off war. Mm. And they can, you know, if they're the people that are funding political campaigns and they have massive amounts of money that they're using as influence, they can make 
certain politicians make decisions that are not in the best interest of the United States or the, the people that are the citizens. Mm -hmm. They can do things entirely to make money. You know, like, you, you see it, and you, you see, like, the amount of money that's involved in something like Ukraine, whether or not you're pro us helping Ukraine or not. Where did we come up with all that money, and why don't we have that money to fix America? There was one point in time we talked about this where there was $6 billion they accidentally paid to Ukraine. They overpaid them $6 billion. Well, that's the exact amount of money it would take to rebuild every single house in Maui. Exactly. Yeah, and no, no discussion about that at all. Instead, the Maui people get $700, yeah. a one-time payment, which is insane. What, what are we? Are we a community yeah. or are we not? If we have the money to donate to some guy who is a fucking, literally used to be a stand-up comedian who used to play piano with his dick, that's Zelensky. He, used to, he did a thing. <laughs> he, there's a video of him what? playing piano with his dick. It was like one of his routines. Wow. He was a comedian, and he played a character on a television we, show. We that Zelensky was, was a comedian? Yes, Zelensky was a comedian. And he played a character of a regular guy who becomes the president. I forget what his job was in real life. But he becomes the president and then ran for president in real life and became president. And we're just sending this guy billions, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And some of it is just like, where is it all going? Like, do, do we have an accurate account of, like, who is anybody siphoning this? Like, yeah. we know that there's massive amounts of corruption all over the world when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, where's that money going? Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. Why don't we have that money to fix inner cities? Why don't we have that money for infrastructure? Why don't we have that money for the school system? Inner cities. Yeah. Homeless. Yeah. Yes. Schools. Did you see what's going on Absolutely. in San Francisco? Whatever. San Francisco's Xi Jinping is going to visit and a bunch of Chinese, a bunch of world leaders, but Xi Jinping particularly. And so they cleaned up all the homelessness. They, they took all the tents out and they put fences up everywhere where the, so the people can't, can't camp out anymore. We don't even know what they did with them. We're, I was just going to ask, well, what did they do with them? See, the, see if you can find a video of it. It's crazy. And then you got Gavin Newsom on TV who's making excuses for it. He's like, yeah, we did. Well, when people come over to visit, you know, you, uh, you clean your house up. Like, how about you fucking clean your Take house care up of it first. all the time? Yes. If you can do this now, you can do this always. I'm assuming you did something ethically responsible with those people and housed them and put them up somewhere. I'm hoping that's what you did. You didn't just move their tent to the fucking middle of the desert or something. What have you done? There's some before and after pictures. Yeah. Insane. Well, this is just a couple of pictures, but the really wild ones are the fences. They put fences up everywhere. So the people can't That's camp the, there anymore. They put troughs up right there. What are the troughs for? What? I don't know. That's weird. What are those for? <laughs> troughs are weird. But they hose down all the streets. Like, hey guys, why don't you fucking do this all the time? Like, why isn't this always like this? Yeah. This is what San Francisco used to be like. You ruined it. Now we know that you could fix it and fix it quick. Now we should be really upset. As upset as people were before about the homeless problem in San Francisco, they should be fucking furious about it now Sorry, because they always had the ability the to fix it to quickly. Fix it. Yes. And they brought San Francisco back quickly to... Especially with that money. What, you said they overpaid? Overpaid $6 billion to Ukraine. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. No wow. worries. We're going to pay them more money in the future. That was the idea. Like, we'll just add it on to the, the money that we're going to give them in the future. But no discussion at them. all. People have completely forgotten about Maui. No one discusses Maui. It never comes up. Well, brother, you know, th th those are my people. Yes. Right? Polynesian people. My grandparents are buried over there in the islands, my family. So we started that fund, the People's Fund of Maui. And 
now we've helped over 8,000 people, $1,200 per person who has verified over 8,000, which is really amazing. But one of the biggest things, which first of all, the whole fucking thing was so heartbreaking, but then also don't forget about Maui. And it's crazy because the work that now that me and the team have been putting it, like it doesn't end. Right. It's a continuous calling these corporations. Hey, remember, these are our American people. Right. They're not just out there on the island. Like, right. These are our American people. We can't forget about them. So it's just, it's a wild thing. It's wild it's that that's not done by the government. Like, yes. what are they, why wouldn't they do that? It's the biggest wildfire, the worst. So, yeah, that's a, you know, having The Rock on there, you can see that he doesn't really follow a lot of political things. He's stuck, you know, and, and, and to give him credit, he is working to rebuild Maui. I remember that, um, you know, he Working put up, with Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, and then the question was, is it a land grab? You know, are you really helping the people to stay there? You know, that's know. a that's one of the questions, right? Young Americans go viral on China's TikTok spreading ideas of Osama bin Laden. Young Americans have been going viral on the Chinese uh, app TikTok, sympathizing with Osama bin Laden and recirculating his 2002 letter in which the terrorist leader tries to justify the mass murder of Americans on September 11, 2001. Um, I've got a Tim Pool video here that... You know, depending on which side you land on, you're going to think that you can play this here. You're going to think that either Tim is right or the defenders are right. But these um, these these pro-Palestinian Hamas supporters are are bringing up this Osama bin Laden letter, saying you know America is horrible, then military industrial complex, and all these things. The problem is, is devoid of God and devoid of Christianity. You're going to have two sides that are completely in the wrong. And there is no right side and, and trying to fight for a right side What you know, a lot of people are saying is that like what we're saying, Tim Pool is like, but look at the left in the Palestinian pro Hamas people. And the other people are saying, well, just because the left has get things right most of the time doesn't mean they're uh, are wrong. Most of the time doesn't mean they're wrong on this. But listen to this kind of exchange about this um, Osama bin Laden letter and these TikTokers. Laden's letter. They're off of TikTok. You can't play them anymore. Not even a single word of it. And I know for a fact, I think. Any sane person can see that. What they're doing is instead, oh, this guy got a million views by saying that. Let me make the same video and get a million views. There's, there's definitely a lot of that. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a lot. I do not believe you can take a statement, ban homosexuality, put it in front of any leftist and say, would you agree with this? I think if They'd I... Say they would not agree with it. Well, look, I, the, 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 the issue here always is when there is a reasonable point to be made... And then it's put into the hands of left-wingers to make that reasonable point. They will make it in the worst way possible. That is a straw man argument to say that it's a good argument, but people on the left are always going to make it badly. They're just stupid. Yeah. No, it means your argument is not good. If the argument is good, it doesn't matter who says it. Right. It's just, oh, the, the left is not good at, wait a minute, you literally just threw everybody on the left under the bus and said they're stupid and can't make good arguments? No, I know a lot of people on the left that can make good arguments. Right. This is just not a good argument to be made. Amen. Um, so I think that what's going on, obviously this has to do with the context of what's happening with Israel and, and Gaza right now, right? Like and, that's, and, the, that's and, the, a part of the listen, reason listen. why this is going so far. Sixteen-year-olds chanting from the river to the sea is why they're saying bin Laden was right. They don't know 
anything about what they're talking I come, about. Listen, I'm not defending left-wing 16-year-olds. They're going to say a lot of stupid things. But this is the point. I think that, but I think what the what, what the point should be, so I'm, I'm with you completely. Left-wing 16-year-olds are stupid. That's not the, what, that's the, my, my point. No, they're not. And you just don't get to do a strongland argument and just saying, well, they're just stupid. Why would they all be stupid anyways? Because they were educated according to the public school system. No, 16-year-olds can articulate great arguments. If the argument is not articulated correctly, it's not because 16-year-olds are stupid. It's because the argument is bad and because people are brainwashed. I've seen some 16-year-olds. I had a really great conversation with a 13-year-old who made very articulate uh, uh, pro-life arguments, better than any adult I have. So mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're throwing, and I, that's the argument that I would, I would hit back at him. Stop throwing kids under the bus. These kids are not stupid. You just don't get to say 16-year-olds are just stupid or left-wingers are just stupid or the arguments are just stupid because they're stupid. Wait a minute. You're literally putting millions of people saying they're all stupid and they don't know how to make good arguments. Point is, it is not just 16-year-olds. We have 37-year-old millennials who are indoctrinated in the exact same way. Yeah, they're also who stupid. Have no they're also 16. Yes, yes. No! You don't get to just say everybody who's not pr producing your argument correctly is just a stupid person. That's what he's saying. Anybody who's not on my anybody who's on my side and and, and is prom and is promoting from the river to the sea or you know genocide, those people who are or promoting what Hamas did, they're just stupid. Right. Millions of people, all those hundreds of thousands of people in the street, you're just saying they're just stupid. Well, their stupidity is violent and their stupidity is dangerous, so they better not just be stupid, okay? Because you don't get to say there's a bunch of imbeciles on the, uh, uh, on the, on, in, the, in the streets lighting dumpsters on fire. Exactly. No, they're actually highly intelligent beings who are brainwashed and, so, and highly intelligent beings. Every single person is a highly intelligent being. As John Taylor Gatto says, genius is as common as dirt. What we just learned from the public school education system is that that genius can be molded and that genius can be dumbed down and then funneled in the right direction. And when you hit the button, you say, boom, go out and use your intelligence to find a way to get to the streets and to get the, the protests going. No, <laughs> sure, sure. But listen, these are people in the intelligence agencies. How old is Vindman? These are people who are at the CIA who are removing Donald Trump from the presidency because... Is Rashida Tlaib just stupid? Is Ellen Omar just stupid? Is AOC just stupid? Yes. They're actually not stupid. She is. She's ignorant mm. on a lot of things. But here's the thing. They are conniving. Yes. So you can't just say they're just stupid. They're conniving. Is the whole interview going to be like this? You stopping it every three seconds? They no. believe this crackpot BS. I, I mean, I think sure, I think sure the people true. I think the people in the intelligence agencies, even the ones who are removing uh, or trying to remove Donald Trump, are much more on board with Israel than Bingo. against Israel. Uh, but I would say this: Look, I think the kernel of truth here, and what a lot of these guys just are trying to get at, but do a horrible job of of getting at it, is that look. In Ben Laden's letter to America, obviously he's an Islamist and he's saying all types of crazy things that a lot of us don't agree with. But there are stated grievances in this letter that you have to admit, okay, 
he probably has a legit grievance here. You understand why this would be why this would be fertile ground for recruitment and why almost any people would probably resent this if this but was let happening. Me let me them. read the first one. As for the first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? The answer is very simple. Number one, with a bullet, because you attacked us and continue to attack us. That's the first thing he says. So like, uh, no, no, look, no, 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 full stop, full stop. I, I am, I, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I reject this outright. You can't just read a sentence. I can without, read, I read the whole thing, Tim. I know exactly and, and what he so says. And so you need to understand what attack us means. And he outlines very clearly in the entire second half, attacking us means stopping Sharia Islam from taking over the well, world. Yes, he yes. also includes 1.5 million kids that, that starved so in Iraq because of the sanction point, regime. And my you can't discount this. that either. My point is... It's like a guy saying, I, I, am, I am attacking you because you kicked my dog. And we're like, wow, you kicked his dog. Why? And he goes, because I was trying to, to eat it. And you're like, well, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> this, so what's happening is you got a lot of these leftists, and Glenn Greenwald did this too. Bin Laden was mad about U.S. foreign policy. Bin Laden was mad about U.S. foreign policy Im, Im, imposing it, 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 a Western viewpoint and well, preventing well, Islam. Look, it's all Tim, in his letter. Uh, well, look, okay, again, there's no question. He's a radical Islamist, and that's all That's that's uh, all throughout the letter. You can see that there. But I think that the issue is that, so these left-wingers take it in this direction that's like, well, he was right. And you're like, no, of course that's not the conclusion. The conclusion is he was an insane madman who's obviously like an e he's obviously an evil figure there's no getting around that the point is that obviously within this islamist rhetoric there are also these grievances of and look that you have attacked us that you have bases in our holy land that you uh you prop up brutal dictators in our region that you support the israelis who are are, are have ethnically clen uh, cleansed the palestinians that you uh and then the, of course the sanctions campaign against uh, the iraqis and all See, and let me point this out when glenn greenwald let me pull up glenn greenwald's tweet says his three main grievances are U.S. sanctions on Iraq that killed the hundreds of thousands of Iraqi children, two, U.S. support for Israeli violence, and three, U.S. troops on sacred Saudi land. That is, this is what pisses me off. That is, I'll tell you what that is. That's Black Lives Matter. That is Michael Brown. That is BLM saying, they shot and killed Michael Brown. That's why we're mad. That's why we're rioting. And then you go, well, hold on there a minute. Michael Brown robbed a liquor store and then attacked a cop. Right. Okay, so if, if you're really saying you're mad that he was shot, what you're actually saying is your intention is to be able to freely and willfully rob and, and attack cops. And guess what? It's actually happening now. So you're saying it's lying through omission. Uh, well, He's not I'm, including the full context of the letter. When we get when we get people like Glenn Greenwald coming out and saying, "Well, look, Bin Laden said they were mad about U.S. War. He was mad about foreign policy." No, 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 no. BLM comes out and says police are attacking us, so we want to abolish the police. We're now three years past the summer of love, and what's happening? They they just released two guys in New York who mercilessly beat a cop without bail. We had a woman who was just killed, and I, I think it was in Georgia. I'm not sure where it was because the guy got released without bail. Everything they said, they said these cops are killing us, so we need to stop this. They weren't actually mad cops were killing them. They were mad that cops were stopping criminals Look, from doing extremist I, things. I, okay, so I, I, I just don't, I don't think the comparison is perfect. I get your point on the Let BLM me, I, I stuff of that. But, okay, sure. Go so ahead. You, you read the first line, you attack us. Want me to read you the first line of what he defines? I want to read the whole as? thing. You gotta, I'm not going to read the whole thing on the show because yeah, it's long. Okay. <laughs> but he says, uh, in the first section, under your supervision, consent, and orders, the governments of our countries, which act as your agents, attack us on a daily basis. One. These governments prevent our people from establishing Islamic Sharia using violence and lies to do so. 
Okay, two, they humiliate us, three. So when you ask him, what does it mean to be attacked on a daily basis? He is not saying, I can't believe that you're shooting at us. He's saying, we want Sharia. He goes on to say the whole second half, number two. Tim, Tim, what he's clarifying there is that you're, you're toppling the leadership that they want. You're basically, you're in, they, they're asking for autonomy. I, I disagree with them. I get it. But, but if they want autonomy, they want, if they want sovereignty, then they can have it. So my point is this. These leftists, it all comes down to, have not actually read the letter do not actually understand what his, his I, goals were. I agree were. with you that they didn't read it, yeah, but it doesn't so change say, the fact that he has some all, legitimate yeah. grievances. Well, let's say they're all wrong, right? And obviously, any leftist who's going to say, realizing Osama bin Laden was right about everything is like beyond stupid and just, it, it's insane. Obviously, forget any of that. If your conclusion from any of that is that therefore it's okay to slaughter innocent people, yeah. then F you, you're a horrible person exactly. you're a bad, and you're a madman. But I think the point is what should like, like not the leftist interpretation of this, but say like the, the Ron Paul interpretation of this, which I think he was completely right about and the Pat Buchanan, you can like I'm talking. Okay. So th this kind of goes on and on back and forth and it's, it's a difficult road to walk down. I kind of wanted you guys to see that back and forth. Zero Hedge had a debate between Laura Loomer pro-Israel and that guy right there, I forget his name, a comic, David Smith, pro-Palestine. Mm -hmm. um, and you have these leftists who went viral now. Um, now, even the Chinese TikTok was promoting kids promoting Osama bin Laden, saying yeah, that there was exactly. they had a legitimate reason for attacking us on 9-11. And this goes back to innocent civilians versus um, the military yeah. or versus the government. And so this that what they're trying to say is that Hamas had a legitimate reason for attacking civilians, just like Osama bin Laden had a, a legitimate reason for attacking civilians right. because of what the U.S. government did. And that is not true. This is a tit for tat. Then we never stop. Yeah. So then the U.S. government must have a right to go and attack innocent civilians. That's the whole point. They're saying they don't have a right to attack innocent civilians. That's the whole point. Isn't that the point? That's the point that they're trying to make is that the U.S. government didn't have a right to evade Iraq and then and, and kill civilians. Right. So then they go and they kill civilians, saying we have a right to kill civilians. And, and and it just keeps going and escalating and more people are killing civilians because other people killed civilians because other people killed civilians cause, and it just keeps going back and forth. And they use the military to kill the civilians. And nobody's actually having a war between the military. Patriot Geller says, they all need Jesus. It's a feud for feudal systems. Well said, Mama. A feud for feudal systems. I appreciate that, Mom. We're going to take a second here. Michelle, would you go over here and play this video? Uh, this is what they call, uh, this is a palate cleanser, actually. The one before, let me start with the one on the far. This one? Start with the, this one. Oh, any of them. Just play any of them. Um, somebody had said, you know, as a palate cleanser, um, I want to play some artisan videos. Okay. And so I do, I do too. People actually making things with their hands. I think I, you know what? Let me the go heck? back. That's awesome. Hang on. Um, I think I want to scroll up to the first one. Here we go. So here we go. This is handmade leather wallet. Oh, wow. Nice. It's a really cool sewing machine to sew leather. It's a leather, it's specifically for leather, yeah. What kind of glue? I mean, that has to be really cool. 
super awesome. Wow. Come on. That's nice. Okay, that's incredible. That's super fun. Isn't that awesome? Yes. That is just like an heirloom that you would you would keep because like that was really really it neat. Made, it, that makes me want to be a leather smith or whatever they're I called. I know. So it's a, a holster for your Leatherman. And some pens and just cool It's really stuff. just for your Leatherman, but yeah. It's got like a little key holster there. That's, That's really cool. cool. Pottery? Yeah. What is even happening? Oh, wow. Come on. What are we even doing in life? Nothing. That is wow, awesome. Wow, those are beautiful. Yeah, they are. Oh my gosh. So cool. There's a couple more. Podcast listeners are just like, we don't even know what's going on. Is this a table? I think it's a table. Okay. Okay, that's cool. I can dig it. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that is fun. There's oh, a glass, glass blower. This guy made a... This girl made her... Oh, I'm using denim for the main fabric and scrap flannel for the inside. I had to piece the crotch and the leg pieces together. I interlined the flannel and the denim making them one piece before sewing the darts and putting the pant together. After doing this, the pant is complete and this is how I made my flannel line pants from a 1950s pattern. Come on. Make, make doing things great again. I think that was... Okay, that's super fun. What is that? More leather working? Yep. Okay. Okay, that's awesome. That was our palette break for I life. I like the palette break. For real life. Necessary. You know what I mean? Real life that real matters. I kind of don't even want to go back. <laughs> <sighs> it's so true. Back into the matrix. But guys, that right there showcases exactly why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. We go into the matrix, we expose what's going on, and we try to encourage you to get back to real life. And I will say this, and Lee and I haven't said this in a while, but I will say it again. If the reason that you stop watching our show is because you start living real life and helping other people live real life, we are okay with that.
-hmm. as long as you come and you get what you need and then you get to take it out and change the world i'm down yeah yeah so uh would you bring this one up from wall street uh silver so a friend of mine watched our show. She said that she stopped recycling. And I don't think you should stop recycling here where I'm at because I know that down here at Rumkey, they actually they actually have recycling. Um, but that for a lot of places, recycling is sent overseas. So I this know. particular tweet says, the EU reaches deal to stop sending waste to countries that can't process it. EU lawmakers have reached a deal to revise the bloc's waste shipment regulation and in exports of certain types of waste to third world, third world countries unable to process it properly. Uh, they just mean unable to process it at all. Wow. You know? And so what you're doing is, is you think that you're recycling. Um, and it gets sent overseas um, to the, the, let me see if I can find a video here, myth of recycling. Um, most plastics simply cannot be recycled. Do we really want to watch a depressing video like that? No, I guess not. No. You don't want to know. Uh, it's not that I don't recycling. want to know. What I'm just saying is... Just keep recycling. What they've done with recycling is they've sold you a bill of goods. Mm -hmm. And now they they do do some with the recycled mm -hmm. materials. They mm -hmm. do. Okay. But it was just for show to make them look good. Mm -hmm. To make them feel good. To make you feel good about the fact that you're a consumer... And they got you hooked to the teat and you just keep consuming and keep creating all of this byproduct mm -hmm. of waste. And they want you to somehow feel okay with that mm -hmm. so that you then continue to buy more stuff. Yeah. Why plastic recycling is mostly a myth. Mm. Kind of sad. I'd kind of like to know, but okay. Michelle doesn't want to be made sad. I just already know it. And I, I know that we've got a lot more to get to. We don't. We haven't talked about Candace and Ben. I don't know if we need to. That's why I wasn't going to It's in the Dagum description. You wrote okay, it in so there. This, so I do have this particular article. I wasn't keen on, on going over. but So Candace Owens is a grifter. Is what, they, what is a grifter, Michelle? Somebody that goes along with a certain narrative to advance what they, to advance themselves. So I have. I, that's not a definition by a dictionary. That's my understanding right. of it. So right now she's been grifting towards the pro-Hamas um, people, pro-Palestinians. Um, and she and Ben Shapiro have gotten into a... Um, Here's you can show this uh, a, a row, as it were. This is a picture Charlie Kirk defending Candace Owens, saying she can't be an anti-Semite because here she is, what younger, looking way more innocent when she is there. Promises made, promises kept. Jerusalem Post when Donald Trump made Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Okay, so Charlie Kirk actually has knowledge within himself. Okay. Yeah. I saw a video where Candace. Uh, was on Joe Rogan saying, you know, calling, um, saying that Charlie Kirk is an evangelical Christian who actually believes in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and she did not. She doesn't really know a lot of stuff. What she does is she does what a deep dive immersion um, research, mm -hmm. and then she becomes an expert on a specific topic. Okay. But the problem is, if you are not well rounded in history, 
eventually that will come to bite you in the booty. Because if you don't have knowledge that's deep inside based on on world experience and world knowledge, then you're going to be swayed. So right now she's become very, very close, or she wanted to be really close, and she's really hurt that uh, Kanye West went so anti-Semitic and she had to defend him. And she's been in with these kind of anti-Semites for so long, and she has... um, been a defender of some of the worst kinds of people like Andrew Tate, that she doesn't really have a moral compass. And so with Ben Shapiro being her boss, Ben Shapiro was with a group of donors in a meeting and he said uh, that, that Candace Owens lacks a depth of understanding. And so then she tweets out a scripture and then they go back and forth and Ben Shapiro tweets, tweets back, you're free to not work for me. And everybody is like, what just happened? Because now you have, you know, she is saying genocide is always wrong. And she's saying that that's what Israel is doing to the Palestinians. Right. Not saying that Islamists would like to genocide Jews. Right. So it's like this. Okay. And, and the Jewish Israelis know that they can't genocide the Palestinians. Okay. So that they do put hospitals there. And they do send food there. And they do keep them alive and healthy as best as they can because they know that they have to because they're surrounded by Arab nations. So let's not have the cognitive dissonance hat on to think that Israel in any way, shape, or form wants to get rid of all the Palestinians. They know they can't. They know that they will cease to exist. Can we put our thinking caps on for one second here? So stop saying that Israel is going to genocide the Palestinians. They know that they cannot do this. They will cease to exist. Stop saying that. Say what's really right here. Israel, yes, Israelis would love to have the whole whole of it. Palestinians would love to have the whole of it. And they recognize that neither of them can have the whole of it, but they want it. And when you want something that bad, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to sidestep things. Benjamin Netanyahu said, unfortunately, they have not been successful at curtailing innocent civilian deaths. Mm. Because Hamas uses innocent civilians they put their tunnels on the top of their houses and you know the white house right now is in intense negotiations to free hostages as dead israeli woman is found near gaza hospital the white house has said it is still and i like zero hedge because it has articles from all sides uh the white house has said it is still involved in intense negotiations towards securing the release of hostages held by hamas but nobody's talking about that I haven't seen um, Candace talk about the hostages. I haven't seen. I don't see any balanced here at all, except for here on this show. Um, <laughs> the U.S. National Security Spokesman John Kirby issued an update on Thursday, confirming the U.S. has a team on the ground which is working by the hour on a potential deal. And actually, I would hold Israel to more account if you all weren't happy. If you guys didn't have throw your hand in the other direction and have all these pro-Hamas uh, radical lefties in the street. Now I got to be over here. That's the same thing with Donald Trump. If you got four cases against him, now I got to defend him. Okay? Because y'all are insane. I have to pick... When we do our show, we, sometimes we do have to pick the lesser of two crazies. Okay? So when we're doing a narrative, we're trying to understand what's happening. If you have your crazy people on the street, okay. Thanks for telling me which side I need to be on for this second. If there's a side at all. Okay, I have to be, here's the thing, it's not even about being on a side, it's about being against the pro-crazies. Come on. So whatever it is, those Hamas people on the street, I'm not, they are not my friends. 
Okay, they're not the world's friends. They're not peaceful. They're angry people who would like to just get rid of America as well. Yeah. Okay? They don't like Christian America. Mm -hmm. Those people do not like me. They're on the street, I can tell. They don't like Christians. They don't like founding fathers. They don't like Declaration of Independence. They don't like the Constitution. They took down the American flag and put a Palestinian flag. They don't like me. It's not that I'm not their friend. They're not my friend. That's good. They don't like me. They don't want me here. They don't believe in my right to free speech. They don't believe in what I believe in. Why? Because they were raised by a pack of wolves, which are public school teachers. Okay? They were trained to hate people like me. They also were trained to hate Israel. And, and this is what we call the paradigm that is not making sense. Mm -hmm. The dog that's chasing its tail. Yeah. Where, where is it? We're all trying to be like, ooh, 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 where is this? Okay, Israeli, oh, oh, Palestine. Wait, where is it? Who's where? Who's where? Oh, Oh, that, and that's why the, the Jewish people are, are, are Jewish billionaires are pulling money from Harvard, at, at Harvard University. You created the monster. And now you're upset that you created the monster. When you promote radical cultural Marxism and then they come to, to eat you alive because you created them. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm pulling my money from Harvard. You're like, well, you get what you paid for. I mean, you, you really got what you paid for. You did not at all put a caveat in there. I know you tried. I know you tried that Israel has a right to exist and Jew Jewish people are awesome and they should be loved. But you cannot promote, promote radical Islam and loving Jewish people at the same time. So true. No, my word. Mm. So, what are, so what's going to happen, do you think, with Candace and Ben? Do you think she'll leave the Daily Wire? She's in a contract. I don't know what's going to happen yet. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. U.S. National Security Spokesman John Kirby issued an update on Thursday confirming the U.S. has a team on the ground which is working by the hour on a potential deal. Uh, these back-channel talks have reportedly centered on Qatar, which has served as a mediator with Hamas. We are in some intense negotiations. Hopefully, they will come out the right way, and we'll have good news to talk about about multiple hostages getting set free. But we don't have a deal right now, and until we do, the less said, the better. A day prior on Wednesday, there were widespread, albat premature reports that a deal was on the table, which would see the release of 50 hostages in exchange for a three-day stoppage in fighting. The deal, under discussion and coordinated with the U.S., would also see Israel release some Palestinian women and children from Israeli jails and increase the amount of humanitarian aid allowed into Gaza. But Israel's defense ministry said Thursday it is continuing to mop up northern Gaza, and there are signs it intends to expand anti-Hamas operations to the south, too. Uh, Qatar has thus far secured the release of a few prisoners, but still Israel has denied there are any plans for major multi-day halt in fighting. Um... So we still have 230 Israeli and foreign hostages still in captivity. Some of those are American citizens. So you had Candace Owens doing an, an interview with Tucker Carlson in which Tucker Carlson is saying, why are we focused on it? Um, why are we focused on foreign things when America has problems? Then he's actually in Spain right now focusing on the revolution of the right in Spain. Interesting. So Tucker Carlson doesn't mean what he says. He's just using it as a cover. And, and everybody is fighting with each other because nobody has a moral backbone. And everybody's using a story to promote their own narrative rather than actually just, just actually talking about the story. Okay. Who does that? Right here. On resistancechicks.com. We have zero agenda other than having the kingdom of God invade the entire world. That is our agenda.
And we will cover any story that helps advance that in any light to that end. That is what we are and who we are. So we don't sway. We stick. Do you understand what I'm saying? Advance. March forward. Charlie Kirk says, if somebody's on your payroll, you don't go in front of donors or friends and bash somebody. So he's saying that it's, um... It, he's not wrong. Yeah. And then Candace Owens is saying that Ben Shapiro is basically endorsing Nikki Haley for president of Israel. Um, so here she's going just, on the Daily Wire, mm -hmm. bashing essentially her boss. And then she, he bashes her. And then uh, he, she's, he, she's bringing up, he was pro-COVID vaccine and we were all idiots for not getting the vaccine. Um, so Tucker Carlson says, so he was on the left on the three biggest issues of our time. Ben Shapiro. Yeah. So I get, can play it. So you get can ready it. for Candace to uh, not be at Daily Wire any longer because that's where this is headed. And I just, I can't, you know what? This is what the devil does. Mm -hmm. The devil comes in to destroy relationships, to destroy um, people that have united together for a common mm -hmm. goal. And what I would say to both Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens, you don't care about the people that follow you. Mm. You are not a true shepherd um, because true shepherds don't allow these types of things to affect the people. And it's like a parent. Mm -hmm. The worst kind of parent is the one that fights in front of their children. Yeah, so we'll, the, here's the video that, that went around from Ben. Yes, uh, the, the question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this administration. Without a doubt, So yes, I don't uh, think that that was crazy. He just said that she has faux sophistication uh, and ridiculous statements on certain things. I didn't think that that was that big, but it went crazy. Um, she says, you are utterly out of line for suggesting that I cannot quote biblical scripture. The Bible's not about you. Candace, if you feel that taking money from Daily Wild some, somehow comes between you and God, by all means, quit. And then here's what she had to say. Really, I didn't remember that. Yeah, he was pro the COVID vaccine. I was anti the vaccine. You know, we were all idiots for not getting the vaccine. So that's totally fine. I, I am totally open to people having a difference in opinion. Right. I would hope that amongst colleagues that it would always be civil disagreement and i would never in a private event stand on a table and talk badly about ben it's just I would a little weird it's a little weird so he was on the left on those three biggest issues of our time is what you're saying he has converted his opinions he's accepted responsibility he said you know i was wrong about the vaccine oh good, good uh, he is you know obviously pro pharma his mom's a doctor and i say to people i'm very aware of my perspectives on big pharma and yes. i talk about it on my show openly and i think that that's a tremendous credit to the daily wire that they allow a difference of opinions, but I would, I, as I said, hope that it would remain respectful, remarkable. Vaccine. Really, I didn't remember that. Yeah, he was pro the COVID vaccine. I was anti the vaccine. You know. So we here we have Jack Posobiec talking about the divide between the establishment Republicans and what I'm actually not happy about 
um, is kind of a kind of this weird maggot. So I, I think what what's going on here and and Tucker gets into this later in the interview and, and it, it, a lot of it gets extrapolated out is is really that, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that Candace has come down and said she opposes the IDF going after Hamas or if no. she's, you know, a, pro October 7th and the attacks on the kibitzes that took place there. Uh, I think what we really have here is this is a fault line for a lot of people on the right that comes down to sort of more of that America first versus heavy American interventionism. You know, some people would say neoconservative type of of stripe that exists on the right in America today, in American conservatism. So I, I think what, so what's going on here that. and um this particular user says Ben Shapiro is passionate about what he believes. Michael Knowles is passionate about what he believes. Matt Walsh is passionate about what he believes. Uh, Andrew Clavin is passionate about what he believes. And Candace Owens is passionate about herself. So I, 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 I have seen her be grifting and, and she lost, I lost all respect for um, her when she uh, went on a rampage um, defending Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. And so did Tucker Carlson. And I don't really know what to do with any of that. Um, well, let me give you... Okay, we can talk about it in the same light that Posobiec talks about it or Charlie Kirk talks about it, but that's not why you guys come here. I'm going to tell you exactly what is happening right now. None of these people are operating in the power of God. All of these people out here, whether it's Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, all of these big names that have been out there have been doing what they're doing and they've been doing it in their own strength and in their own flesh and not going to God and saying, God, how do we take down this evil cabal? How do we approach? Because you could not side with Andrew Tate if you were listening to the Holy Spirit because the demons that are on him, you would just be like, wow, okay, we I need, either need to cast these out out of you or I've got to get away. You couldn't be in the same room with him. So Candace Owens and uh, Tucker Carlson are completely devoid of God right now. And it's not just Candace and Tucker. It's Ben. It's Matt Walsh. It's all of these people out there because none of them are telling you guys the truth about what we are supposed to be doing in the power of God. They're only giving you tools in the flesh, which are I don't even know. They're useless at best. They do not accomplish anything. When someone comes at you with complete demonic rage and they come at you with weapons that, are, that you're outgunned from, you will never defend yourself against that person with another gun. Mm. It will only be in the power of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when a demon-possessed person comes at you, you can't fight that with weapons. And I know people think that they can, but you literally cannot. So we need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know the authority that we have. We need to know that our job is to evangelize the high places. Candace isn't preaching that. Candace is not telling you to come and she's going to get you filled with the Holy Ghost and give you all the spiritual weapons that you need. And there has been a place for them. But unfortunately, if you're not constantly fighting the devil, I can guarantee you that because of the good work that they have done, mm. the devil is constantly hurling things at them. And they are an open door to the demonic because they have zero spiritual defense against him. Which means at some point they will fail you. 
And they have, and they are failing their people. They are failing people that are following them because people are following them instead of following Christ. And you should only be following people who are following Jesus and directing you to follow Jesus for yourself. Mm. And it's going to be those people that God is raising up in this hour that are going to change everything. And it's coming. And I want you guys to get excited about it. Jesus said, behold, I've given you all power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you unless, this is, I'm adding, unless you give place to the devil. So it's, God says, don't give place to the devil because if, he, if you do, he will run ramshod over your life, your family, and your nation. And right now in America, we have given place to the devil and we need to take it back. And if Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson are not out there speaking that and preaching that 100% of the time, they will fail you. And so we pray for them. We need to pray for them to have a come to Jesus moment and not just come to Jesus and accept him as their Lord and Savior, but come to Jesus like, I'm going to fight for you, God, on the front lines. And I will lay it all down on the lines for Christ. So in the description, I talked about the GOP and what's going to happen in 2024. So this is from an article from the Epoch Times. Abortion politics propelled the Democrats to a sweeping victory in last week's elections. The party kept the governorship in the, profound, in the profoundly red state of Kentucky, but, to, uh, but took full control of Virginia legislature, grew the majorities in both chambers in New Jersey, won a state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, and added the right to abortion to the Ohio Constitution. The post-Roe backlash has continued to produce victories for Democrats since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the constitutional right to abortion and reverted the matter back to the states in June of last year. This is from this article, and we're going to discuss it. Republicans need to focus on other issues, said Robert Shapiro, a political science professor at Columbia University. Like I'm t trusting anybody who is a political science professor at Columbia. That's not where you go for the baddest in conservatism, by the way. <laughs> in his view, 2024 will be... This is like the, the wolf saying, please, please, um, uh, little chicken, come out of the coop tonight. In his view, 2024 will be a whole new ball game. The Republicans can win by focusing on issues such as reducing crime and securing the southern border. George Allen, former Republican Virginia governor, said Republicans should message the abortion issue as a matter for the states. It's a local state issue. It's not an issue for the federal government to get involved in. Say this endlessly, endlessly, endlessly. Uh, former uh, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, the presumptive Republican nominee, has refused to endorse a federal abortion policy. He has expressed at campaign events in deeply uh, conservative Iowa how Democrats are turning voters off Republicans who take too hard in line on abortion while saying he believes that people should follow their heart when it comes to abortion policy and work to speak more clearly about the issues. Without the exceptions, it is very difficult to win elections, Trump said. We would probably lose majorities in Congress in 2024 without the exceptions and perhaps the presidency itself. He's setting things up so if he loses, he's going to blame pro-life people. He already did that in 2022. Trump did. Mr. Allen acknowledges that it's hard to get all Republicans to take the same stance. For example, Lindsey Graham has introduced a bill for a federal 15-week limit on abortion with the exception of rape, incest, and the risk of life to the mother. Mr. Allen believes the best Republican presidential candidate on the issue is former uh, Nikki Haley because she's honest, pragmatic, and practical. At the third Republican presidential candidate debate held after the election, uh, she repeated that she's unapologetically pro-life and continued calling for consensus on abortion policies while acknowledging the deeply personal nature of the issue. Let's agree how we can ban late-term abortions. Let's make sure we encourage adoptions and good quality adoptions. Uh, 
Mr. Allen said that the abortion issue might pose a challenge for uh, Ron DeSantis because of a new law passed in his state this year, limiting abortion up to six weeks gestation. However, Mr. DeSantis could say that the law represents the will of the voters in Florida and could keep the issue on the state level. Uh, at the November 8 debate, Mr. DeSantis said pro, because the pro-life people wanted it, it passed in the state legislature and was signed by the governor. Of course, it's the will of the people. On November 8th debate, Mr. DeSantis said pro-life groups were caught flat-footed on these referendums, whether it was on the ballot, as with Ohio, or by proxy in Kentucky, Virginia, or other states. He suggested their messaging needs to appeal to Republicans who are turning out to vote. A lot of people who are voting for the referenda are Republicans who would vote for a Republican candidate, so you've got to understand how to do that. 18% of Ohio Republicans voted to include abortion rights in the state's constitution. Voter turnout in the Buckeye State was unusually high for an off-year election. With the abortion issue back on the ballot, 3.9 million Ohio's voted, nearly matching the 2022 midterms. Off-year elections, elections held in odd number of years, do not necessarily predict the following year. The authors argue that while the state races generated uh, favorable results for the Democrats that didn't change those states' trajectory in partisan races, which will define the 2024 or more. In Mr. Shapiro's view, the win uh, of the 2024 president election, Democrats must excite and turn out their votes like in 2020-2022. However, the enthusiasm at this point seems to be more on the Republican side. Um, so I don't know if they can see any of this. I can. Um, I share of voters more motivated in 2024, Republicans, Democrats, independents. In a November 1, uh, Quinnipiac University poll among 1,600 self-identified uh, registered, vo registered voters, 58% of Republicans said they were more motivated to vote in 2024 than in uh, previous presidential elections, compared to 47% of Democrats. So in a September poll, a majority or 58% of Biden voters said they would vote for Biden due to their dislike of Trump. By contrast, a similar share of Trump voters said that they would do so uh, because they support Trump. Jim Gilmore, former Republican Virginia governor and former ambassador to the Organization for Security and Cooperation Europe, said that the left wing in the United States doesn't understand conservatives' unwavering support for um, Donald Trump. So this past week, I talked with some people who were Republicans, supporters of Donald Trump, who voted yes to uh, on the abortion issue. And this is what I would say to all those Republicans out there. Have, did you talk to anybody in Ohio? Hmm. Did you talk... Uh, um, um, did you understand what this issue was about? You said that this issue got on the ballot because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade and that um, people just want abortion. And as I was talking to um, some people in our town that voted yes, one voted yes because they heard a Democrat on the radio say that they were going to vote yes. So he just voted the opposite. Maybe Another person said... Vote no, you mean? He voted yes because he said a Democrat was going to vote no. Yeah. Okay. And then another person said, well, we have to have abortion. He didn't know. He didn't read it. He didn't know what it was about. He just voted for it. And, and I kind of lost my temper and I threw my glasses off, almost threw them to the ground. And I said, because they, the, they voted in August the right way because we talked about abortion. And this particular person had had some disabilities as a child and had said, you know, my parents could be, could have aborted me and I understand. And we br I brought him back around and I had to apologize because I kind of yelled a little bit. And I don't think I yelled that loud. Um, you went back the next day and they said, are you going to yell at us again? I know. But um, when I told them, I said, this was abortion up to birth, nine months, they were shocked. Uh, when I told them that this would allow for abortions for girls under 18, they were shocked. 
when I told them that this would allow a pedophile of 30 years old to take a 14-year-old to go, to go get an abortion, they were shocked. When I told them that this, this bill allows for trans children to, trans, uh, to go through a transgender transition without their parental consent at any age, including an infant, they were shocked. They didn't read Did that. Did you tell them about how it removes all the regulatory rules that would protect women that actually were to get an abortion? I did, and they were shocked. And I said, did you read the sign in my front yard? And they said, no, we didn't read it. Even though they passed by it every single day. And so what it was, was this was not... It's still up there, by we, the way. The, the left had so much money. And all they kept saying was, don't you want to make sure that women have a right to abortion? Well, in Ohio, women can get an abortion after 22 weeks. We have a heartbeat bill, but it's still stuck in the courts. And even at a heartbeat bill, you can still get an abortion up to a, until a heartbeat is detected. And so if you can't decide that you're pregnant by then, you're sleeping around. You're having sex outside of marriage. Where's the responsibility of a woman and, their, and the person that she's sleeping with to, to, to figure out, did we actually make a baby or not? And then where's the responsibility to not make a baby unless you can take care of it? Because nobody is talking about rape, incest, or the life of the mother. Everybody always brings about, well, we need abortion. What about the, per the, right, the life of the mother? Nobody ever says that you cannot take care. It's, it's not abortion at that point. It's a surgery to save the life of the mother. Okay. There are very few instances where you actually have to kill the child or the baby if the mother's life is at risk. Very, 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 very few. Because there are ways to make sure that the baby doesn't do that. Because the human's body is not designed to kill the mom with the baby inside. Right. And I hear all the time, and this person also said, well, birth is hard and people can die in childbirth. That's because we have horrible, horrible medical facilities in the United States. Corey said in Nicaragua, women go ha have babies on top of a mountain. At like birthing centers. At birthing centers, all by, you know, with other women. They also have better health and their bodies are built better because they're actually active in their society. Exactly. And if they don't have access. We have a health issue. Okay. We have a health issue. And a food issue. And a food issue and a lifestyle issue. And so there's a lot of things that need to happen in order to, so that you can have babies successfully and healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, some of those is, you know, eating organ meats, grass-fed meat. This whole war on meat is insane because you're not going to develop a baby properly without proper protein. Right. Okay. So um, can the GOP win elections in 2024? And I'm going to say absolutely not. You haven't fixed elections. You have no messaging. And the messaging is to shoot the people at the right. Oh, those yeah. pro-life people. Those, those are the people causing us problems. Rather than the radical left people over here. They're like, well, the left is so radical. Look, we've got people coming on our side. You're not going to win elections when you have literally dumped your citizens in a vat of toxic public, public school waste. Yeah. And then you're going to try to convince them that your policies are right. This is not, I don't care about the stinking border. At this point, I don't care. Oh, let's talk about crime. How are you going to control crime with more police? You could control crime by telling each one of those kids. I got a little video here. If you could bring it up of some boys with their little Glocks. Um, you'll find it. It's one of them. I'm you'll... nervous about this. There you go. Oh, dear God. And you've got these kids, these boys at their graduation, and they're showing off their guns. You're kidding. 
What in the world? Those are not. I told you it's gonna get. We don't play with no regular nigga. On my butter. We do Don't play with my slot. On fourth grade, we'll guess like that. Switchy. No talk. No cap. No talk. Good game. Three switches right here. And I picked up bitches. That, that's just oh. enough right there. That's enough. <laughs> One, two, three. That's well, enough. That's they're, they're not even graduation. Some of those kids are like 13 or 14 years oh old. Oh, my gosh. So you have a football coach that is fired for baptizing these little boys in water, having them commit their lives to Jesus. And you send them to public school, and then they turn out as thugs, and then they get on the streets and they say, no more police, and then you release those thugs back on the streets to kill people when the answer is to get them out of the public school brainwashing system, stick them in a vat of Holy Ghost, okay? Get them all cleansed, cleansed up. Let them know that they're gifted. Let them know that they're geniuses. Let them know that God has a plan for their life. The only way you fix this generation is letting them know that God has a plan for life and you don't swerve or, or, or you do not waver from that. If you want to win elections in 2024, you don't turn to the left, you don't turn to the right, but you say every person has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and God has a wonderful plan for your life and genius is as common as dirt. And God wants you out of those cities and on property. And we need 80% of that land that's owned in the West, that's owned by the federal government, be opened up to people to homestead and grow their own food and get these boys out of the inner city because they have nothing to do. If you want to learn to be a man, it's not to not to use a gun to kill other men, but to protect your wife, to protect your children, to protect your mom, to protect your siblings, to feed them, to provide for them, to chop down wood. And that has to be the messaging of the GOP because if it's not, you will lose and you will use lose bigly. Amen. That's my show. Do you James want to open says, some Christmas? Amen. Uh, um, no, because we're already at uh, almost a three-hour show when I combine them together. Okay. So we'll have to do. We'll do that another time. Yeah. You guys have sent extra cards and packages and stuff. Maybe we'll do a little special tomorrow night. We don't have a whole lot going on. Okay. Just do a show, maybe whatever. Um, so right now, Scott Kesterson's getting ready to premiere his show with Pastor Devonese. Oh, go check Podbean. that out. So look at uh, go, is he going to do it on Rumble Birds or just, them just on Podbean? Podbean. Just on Podbean. Podbean. Okay, yeah. you so, can watch it later on on Rumble though. I'm sure um, Hannah will upload it. But if you want to go watch it live, just go to the um, Bards. He FM said it was fire. Podbean. Yeah, it was really good. So we love Pastor Devonese. I'll be listening. Uh, you will get pavement and apartment buildings instead. It's happening at an alarming rate. We are going to change that in the name of Jesus. The power of God, Leah said to Scott Kesterson yesterday, 2024 is going to be the year where everything changes. Mm -hmm. You watch. So yeah. That doesn't mean I'm, it's going to be an easy transition. I'm not ready to, to go just yet because I want to teach you guys a little something. I don't know if you want to stop this video and, and start another one. Uh, I just wanted to sing a song, but I don't know how long we got. Go ahead. Sing your song. I wanted to get my guitar. Okay. Yeah. Sing your song. Okay, talk to the people. I'm talking to the people. All right, so this is what I will say. One of the things that, um, so Scott just got back from an amazing trip of horseback riding, hunting, and so on and so forth. And Lee and I talked to him for a really long time yesterday on the phone on his ride home from Montana. And he said something really important that we're in a war. But this war is not one that's being fought with flesh and blood. It's a spiritual war. And shame on the church for not utilizing the weapons that God has given us to fight this war. The war is 
has been coming for the children, for society, for getting us off the land. Get ready because Scott's going on a rampage of all men should have horses now. And ain't we been saying it. We've been trying to tell you guys. It is within every man to ride a horse and to work with horses. Um, that is how God designed us to be, actually. But the war is what has been stolen from us. And yesterday I was, I was saying, I just feel like when I'm walking through these neighborhoods and I see these cookie cutter houses, everything is so far removed from, we're not going to turn around. You just have to come here. I'm coming there. Okay. I just have to put this um, everything is so far removed from life as God intended it to be. If you live in a suburban, if you live in, if you live anywhere but out in the country, you have been, you're, you're living a corrupted life that is so far removed from the Garden of Eden. We've lost the plot and we, and we have to get back there even in tiny micro ways. But the war is just getting started for, um, for what we're doing in defeating the enemy. Remember, Christ defeated the enemy on the cross. And when he died and he rose again, it's our job to walk it out. And we do that in many, many different ways. But the church has failed you, and it's not really your fault, but the church has failed you in not giving you the tools and the weapons that you need to be able to advance the kingdom of God. Yes, that's perfect because I had a, um, I'm going to grab the pick behind you. Um, I had a two hour long conversation with Doug Jones. Wait, no, Doug Jones, that's a teacher. Doug Frank. And he was saying, Leah, everybody in this movement's dropping like flies. And I'm teaching these people how to take over their counties and take over and do the right thing with their elections. But I noticed something. He said, um, I'm not teaching them how to take on the spiritual warfare when you go in and when you're going into the high places. And my mom sent me a video with Amanda Grace. And I highly recommend everybody watch it. Um, Michelle, maybe you can put it in the chat. It's in Messenger. Okay. She talked about the spirit of Python uh, being uh, released across our nation. She gave a lot of biblical uh, backing up, backings for this. And she talked about a story where Paul goes into the town. Let's just bring it up here. So when Paul cast out the demon out of the woman, the demoniac, or the, 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 the soothsayer. Okay, so Paul, um, let me see. Paul casts out demon from the uh, fortune teller. And what happens is he gets put in jail because the fortune teller was making money. Acts 16. And it came to pass while they were going to a place of prayer that a certain servant girl, you know what, I want to back this up. I'm going to tell you where. I'm going to back this up here. Acts 16. And he, let's see, where is he? And he was going through. Okay, 
And having put out to the sea from Tros, he ran, they, we ran a straight course to uh, Samothrace, and on the following day to not. Neapolis, and from there he went to Philippi, and which is a city in the first district of Macedonia, a colony. And we were spending some days in the city, and on the day of the Sabbath, we went outside the gate beside a river where we were supposing that there was a place of prayer. And so he was actually trying to go outside of the city to pray, because inside the city, how many of you have heard of the Oracle of Delphi? Okay, so in Philippi, there's this oracle, and this oracle would speak, and there's a lot of demonic activity going on, um, and soothsaying, and things like that. And a certain woman worshiping God, Lydia by name, on purple fabric deal from the city of Thyatira, was listening, whose heart the Lord opened to pay attention to the things uh, being spoken of by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she heard to saying, if you have joined me... Um, to be a believer in the Lord, then having entered into my house, be staying with me. And so they stayed. And it came to pass while they were going to uh, a place of prayer that a servant serving girl having a soothsaying spirit met us, who was bringing about a large prophet to her masters, fortune, telling fortunes. This one, while closely following Paul and us, was crying out, saying, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who are proclaiming to you a way of salvation. And she was doing this for many days. And Paul, having been greatly annoyed and having turned to the spirit, said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to depart from her. And it went out by that very hour. And her masters, having seen that their hope of profit went out, having taken hold of Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And having brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are throwing our city into confusion, being Jews. And they are proclaiming customs, which is not lawful for us to be accepting, nor to be doing so, being Romans. And the crowds rose up together against them. And the magistrates, having torn off their garments, were giving orders to beat them with rods and having laid many blows on them they threw them into prison having commanded the jailer to keep them securely who having received such a command threw them into their inner prison and secured their feet with 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 wood and about midnight paul and silas were singing praise to god while praying and the prisoners were listening to them and suddenly a great earthquake took place so that the foundations of the jailhouse were shaken and at once all the doors were opened and the bo and the bonds of the everyone was unfastened and the jailer having become awakened and having seen the doors of the prison having been opened having drawn his sword was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped but paul called out with a loud voice saying do not harm yourself for we are all here and having asked for light, he rushed in, and having become uh, trembling, he fell before Paul and Silas, and having brought them outside, he said, Sirs, what must I do that I might be saved? And the one said, Put faith upon the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him, along with the ones in his house. And having taken them at the hour of night, and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and his whole household. And having uh, led them up to his house, he set a table before them and rejoiced greatly. Now, having been, the next day, the magistrate sent forth their officer, saying, Release those men. And the jailer reported these words to Paul. And the magistrate sent forth an order that you might be released. Now, therefore, having come out, out, processed in peace. But Paul said to them, You have beaten us in public, uncondemned, being Romans. They threw us into prison, and now they are throwing us out just secretly? No, indeed. But having come themselves, let them lead us out. And the officers reported these words to the magistrates, and having heard that they were Romans, they became afraid. And having come, they appealed to them. And having led them out, they were asking them to depart from the city. So this is what happened. Okay? Paul and Silas went into the town of Philippi. And the rulers and principalities which ruled the magistrates, okay, which ruled... In the governmental positions, they were they had these people satanically possessed, basically. They were annoyed. They were 
and 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 this woman was speaking these things out this 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 demon was speaking and probably in a false way trying to say these men serve Zeus the most high god Zeus cuz that's who they believed was the most high god that's what the people would have understood the most high god meant they didn't know anything about the jewish god or jesus or anything so he was she was mocking them because this demon was mocking them oh the mo and it and it was trying to get the people to be confused and so when paul took on the demonic spirit in that woman and cast her out cast it out of her the other demons in the region angry at paul taking authority in the region prevailed upon the magistrates that they controlled to beat paul and put him in prison so the spirit of python was wrapping around paul a python it's like a python is constricting you and the enemy will get all of its all of it, the, his troops around you to attack you when you are going in with the gospel and it was just even his presence as he he knew what he was claiming he knew he was claiming that area for jesus christ he knew he was coming in as an ambassador of jesus christ he knew and the demons screamed and trembled and the magistrates the government paul took on the government you're to take on the government and you're to displace these governmental high places so Paul knew that he was not wrestling with flesh and blood, but rulers and principalities in high places. And so at that moment, Michelle, at that moment, Paul was being surrounded and Silas were being surrounded by demons. And so they did a couple things. They were put in prison, Michelle. And if they didn't sing, they might have still been in prison. Amen. And so the other day, when, when Doug Frank called me and said, all these people are falling like flies, I said, exactly what we've been trying to do, what Michelle's been trying to do is go to all these places, say, if there's any FBI agent, any CIA agents, I'm just letting you know I'm handing out weapons in the back. Because you're not going to know exactly what spiritual tool to use. And Doug Frank said, don't call them spiritual tools anymore. Just call them weapons. Spiritual weapons. And there was a wonderful article written by the Rolling Stone and I put it on my Facebook page because they're like, these Christians think that they're battling demons. They think that they're in a spiritual warfare. They think that they're trying to cast demons out. We are. And I'm like, we are. Thank you. I was like, oh my gosh, you got a number. The demons, <laughs> the demons are literally telling the Rolling Stones what they're experiencing. It's now out in the open. Okay. That should just go to show you that the Rolling Stones are, are very... Um... Demonically in tuned. Speed spiritually into it. Like they're still got soothsayers. Yeah. They can literally listen to the demons. Yeah. So the other day, as I'm talking to, to Doug Frank, this, this was the day after I talked to Doug Frank, um, I was saying, Doug, if you've got spiritual leaders that I know you meet with your prayer warrior women, why aren't they laying hands on these people, the politicians, the, the, the clerks, the people who are fixing their elections with the Holy Spirit? I, Michelle and I were just shocked that at, at, at Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit, we didn't have an altar call so we could lay hands on everybody so that they could get their gift of tongues, the gift of the Spirit. We were talking about this with uh, Nikki or Vicky Natale of the OBE, who she's so super spirit-filled spirit that she's trying to, at these reawaken tours that she used to go to, she's 
he's like, we got to baptize these people in the Holy Spirit. We have to give them spiritual weapons. We have to give them spiritual tools. They have to have words of wisdom, words of knowledge, giftings of tongues. If you need your gifting of tongues, you've got to pray in the Spirit. You guys are not going to win unless you do. We need you all to have your giftings of your spirits. And that means including praying in tongues. Okay? You don't got it until you pray in tongues. I'm telling you, you're not going to win. You're just going to continue to lose over and over again unless, unless there's a majority of really, really strong Christians. Okay? But it can take a handful of spirit-filled ones. The pilgrims were spirit-filled. They operated in prophetic words. So you got to operate in the prophetic. you got to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And yes, take my clip, Rolling Stone. Go ahead. Get it out there. Because the Holy Spirit's going to talk to these people and going to speak to them. So I'm telling this to Doug Frank, and he's like, yes, we're going to do it. So we're, I don't know what's going to happen, but you guys know when we get together, that's what we're doing. But then I told him what I found is that I'm trying to get all these patriots for the Holy Ghost, and then boom, I'm hit with the fact that most of these patriots have uh, issues with sin in their lives, that they are allowing the demonic in their lives so the Holy Spirit can't come in because there's not enough room in your heart yet because there's so much sin there, like pornography, Okay. A lot of people, I can't pray for the Holy, get the Holy, they're not getting that baptism of fire in the Holy Spirit because the fire comes when you're willing to be burned up by God with everything. Amen. And the fire comes to consume your sin. And, it, and then the Holy Spirit comes when, it, there's an, when you're cleansed in your heart. And so we got to cast out the demons. We got to make sure that you're, you're freed from sin. And then the Holy Spirit can come and then the weapons can come. But the weapons will come until you're cleansed. And so I'm trying to jump. I'm, I'm jumping the shark here. I'm trying to get you all filled with the Holy Ghost. And then I realize a lot of you need to be demons cast out and you need deliverance and you need, um, it's, you can do it if you just need healing, but you can't if you need demonic deliverance. Because if you need mental healing, that the Holy Spirit helps you with that. But if you have sin in your life that's major sin, then you're not, and the devil and the demons are there, listen, and just in your mind, like if you're watching porn, you can't get filled with the Holy Ghost. You can't operate in that power. The brokenness, you can. But you can't if you're filled with sin. And so I was talking about how we, we've been going to the high places and we've been under attack, but we've recognized that the enemy can only actually win in the attack Amen. if we have holes in our armor, if we're weak in certain areas. So we've been asking God to burn away everything in us that's not of him. So the other day I just felt like a python on my brain and I just could not get whatever this was that was attacking in my brain away. And I told Matt, I said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. We just need to pray. And it still was just not leaving. This pressure was not leaving. I couldn't find the peace. I couldn't find the victory. And I have this song, and it's it was song written in the 70s. It's very simple, or 70s, in the 90s, late 90s. And I just started singing it kind of under my breath. And Matt knows it, so then he started singing it. And when we got to the chorus of Hallelujah, it broke. Whatever it was, it was it broke. And we got home, and Michelle had praise and worship playing. She wasn't even here. And it and we literally was, this is how I fight my battles. And Michelle said that she was on the phone with a friend, and they felt the breaking too. So in that vein, there are many tools when the enemy comes at you. Now, the enemy is going to come. The, Paul wasn't taking on the enemy. He went into the territory with the power of God, and the enemy pushed back on him. Come on. Do you understand that we're going into the high places? If you're trying to take your elections back, if you're trying to take your country back, you're going and you're picking a fight with the devil, and he's pushing back. You're not under attack. You're attacking. That's it. Say that again louder for the folks in the back. You're not under attack. You're attacking, and they are defending themselves. Come on. So when you say you're under spiritual attack, they're attacking back. Wow. Come on. And if you have opened, if you have opened the door to the enemy, then you're under, then you're under spiritual attack. 
And so this is one of the weapons you use. Come on. It is not the only weapon. I, I say, start with rebuking Satan and casting him into the bottomless sea. Start with saying the opposite of whatever you're hearing, whatever the, 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 the bad report is. The enemy doesn't come necessarily with the FBI in your front door. The enemy comes with thoughts in your mind and with people in your lives. Like a friend, like a friend who got filled with the Holy Spirit and now her abusive mother's back in her life and it, all, all hell is broken loose mm -hmm. because this mother is demonically possessed and these demons have come with her and, and, and they're flanking her. Wow. And you've got to rebuke the devil. And so you have to have all of the tools of the of, of all of the spiritual weapons. You have to have asked the Holy Spirit, what spiritual weapon do I apply here? A gifting of miracles, a working of miracles, uh, a gift of faith. What do I use here? And you keep going and keep asking, give me the next tool. Give me the next tool. Give me the next tool. So I literally was begging God, what is the next tool? And I just heard sing because mm -hmm. I wrote this song. When I was 16 years old, and my mom and I had gotten in an argument, but I knew I was right, mom. <laughs> okay, so I literally went. I wrote this song, and I was, and it was. I ain't gonna let Satan ruin my day. And after I wrote this song and I sang it, we went and we saw a Robert Duvall movie. It was a Christian movie, and I we went and that. and we went and ate some ice cream, and it turned out to be the one of the best days we'd ever had. I totally forgot about because remember that? the enemy went to attack me and my mom together and i said you're not going to do this mr devil and god gave me this song so we're going to sing this very simple song and you can take this clip and play it over and over again if you so choose Let's because go. this is a tool that this is a tool not everything is a not everything is a hammer this is a hammer for when you need a nail when you have a nail yeah When you've done all to stand, you've cleansed yourself, you've asked for everything, you just say, God, what do we do I'm now? Laid bare, what do I do? Ain't gonna let Satan ruin my day. I'm gonna defeat him as I get on my knees and pray. I'm gonna sing.
on, I'm gonna dance, dance, dance all about. And I'm gonna sing, 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 and I'm gonna shout, oh, and I'm gonna dance, dance, dance all about. And I'm singing My point is this, I know a lot of people want to believe the devil ain't got no power and all this stuff, but I'm telling you something, you're going into his territory, you're going into this place and you're saying, no, 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 devil, this is, this is my territory. It's like a gang who thinks they own a street corner. You don't own that street corner. I'm going, you're going to that territory and you better be locked and ready to go. That's right. You don't go in there without your helmet of salvation, your blessed spirit of righteousness, the shoes of the peace, the gospel, good news. You don't put on, the, you got to have the belt of truth on. You got to have the shield of faith. You got to have that blessed spirit of righteousness. Boom, he's going to fire a dart right in your heart. And you're going to knock out. Okay, well, Leah, I'm afraid to take on the devil. You don't have to be afraid if you get sin out of your life. That's good. You don't have afraid. That's why we do the Revelation Red Pill. That's why we're doing the Kingdom University. So you can recognize where you are actually in covenant with the enemy. You go against the enemy and he says, Peter, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? You're in covenant with me over here. You're sending your kids to public school and then you try to take on the public school. He's like, ha ha, boom, going to take you out. Yeah. Every single last time. All those viral videos of those, of those parents at school board meetings. Boom, boom, boom. I bet they're all gone. I bet they're all having struggles in their marriages. I bet their kids are struggling. I'm not speaking that. I'm just saying the truth is this. If you're not going at it with the righteous power of God, what you're doing is you're going into a, in a trap full of snakes and they are going to take you down. The only way you tread on scorpions and snakes is with the gospel. And you only have the gospel when you have committed your life to Jesus. And I'm saying this. Here's some peace for you. If you are truly asking, Holy Spirit, cleanse me out, you're good. That's right. Come on. Because Holy Spirit will always show you where you have a weakness. And then 
what the Lord told me is that we particularly, and maybe you guys too are going through a series of tests. And what the Holy Spirit is showing me is which tools to use where. And Michelle and I have been struggling to find the right tool for one area. And the reason why we've been struggling is we keep, we are not asking, we did not ask the right prayer. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Well, for us, that wasn't working. I needed to specifically ask. I don't know why he makes us do this. You have to ask and desire the spiritual gifts. You have to ask for them. Come on. You have to knock, 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 knock. Hey, 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 hey. I know I got, I know you got something for this. What is it I'm missing? And the Holy Spirit be like, are you ready to burn that away? Are you ready to see? So what I have been asking is for a discerning of spirits. Because I realize what Michelle and I have been up against is demonic spirits that we can't see. So I've been asking to see them. And why are we seeing these? Why are we? Because we are entering into territory that they're not wanting to leave. Yeah. Exactly. And they will leave. And they must leave. That's right. And they must. They must leave. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. A thousand shall fall on your right side. Ten thousand shall fall on your left. But it will not come near you. Amen. I'm just going to play a little of this and I'm going to sign off. Because this is what Sherry points out. He wants our participation. God does. Thank you. That is exactly. Chris says, the blessing of Jabez. God will expand your territory when you are serving how he wants you to. That is good because I'm telling you what, you always see these angels say this one thing. What do they say? I'm not here for you. I'm a servant. I'm, a, I'm in the army of the most high God. Mm -hmm. They're not here for us per se, for our desires. They are servants of the most high God. These angelic beings are. Okay. And so our, our job is to fight with them. Okay. I don't even know the rest of the verses. Do you know the rest of the verses or just know the? Oh, you need to pull it up again. This went really fast. Mm, we we can just sing mm, the chorus. Okay. <laughs> so you've never played this song before? It may look like I'm surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded. You want to bring it down? I don't know. That's it. that's where it's at. We could sing it lower. It may look like that's where you're gonna sing it. Sing it there.
is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I find my battles. 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 It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my Y'all may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I'm like Paul and Silas, I'm in prison wanting to give up. I'm opening my mouth and I'm singing your praises and you lift me up. Cause this is how I fight my battles. 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 When it seems like the direction of this country is off track. When it seems like all we have is war and lack. I'm turning to you and I'm amping up my level of praise. I'm lifting my hands and I'm lifting your name Cause this is how I fight my battles 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 Oh, and I'm, I'm singing hallelujah And I'm praising Jesus' name Oh, I'm singing hallelujah And I'm praising Jesus' name Oh, I'm singing hallelujah and I'm praising Jesus' name. Oh, I'm singing.
When you guys need to fight your battles, what we need to be doing more is opening up to the Psalms mm. and singing and praising the Psalms when your enemies are attacking you. And you need to write your own songs of victory. And you have to remember that God is there to fight and you have to know the imprecatory Psalms of when when the enemies are coming at you, then the Lord is going to deliver you. As David says in Psalm 74, 21, oh, let not the oppressed return ashamed. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, thine own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproached you daily. Forget not the voice of your enemies. The tumult of those who rise up against you increase continually. Psalm 76 Verse 6, at your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and the horse are cast into a dead sleep. You, even you, are to be feared. And who may stand in your sight when once you are angry? You did cause judgment to be heard from heaven, and the earth feared and was still. When God arose in judgment to save all the meek of the earth, say law. Surely the wrath of man shall praise you, and, and the remainder of wrath shall you not restrain. Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be around about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of the princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. I cried unto God with my voice, even to God my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord, and He sore, my sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Remember, O God, and I was 
I remembered God and I and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyes waking and I am so troubled I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient time. I call to remembrance my song in the night and I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the works of the Lord. So just begin to read some of the Psalms and sing some of the Psalms. He wants to give you victory in the battle. Amen. All right. All right, you guys, the thing to remember for tonight, the takeaway, is that when the enemy seems like he's attacking you, it's because it's more than likely because you're attacking him. Mm. And that's what you need to take away. So uh, Patriot Gallery reminds me we're going to be doing a actually it's going to be live, but we're going to have some pre-recorded interviews. We will be doing a live Thanksgiving special on Wednesday um, with Scott Kesterson. So instead of Revelation Red Pill, we'll be doing a Thanksgiving special that will stream with Bards FM and it'll stream on Resistance Chicks. It's going to be a really awesome show. So that'll be Wednesday night. But we will have um, interviews with Leo and Nancy Martin. They are our Pilgrim officials. Uh, so that'll be really, really fun. So look forward to that on Wednesday. We hope that you guys have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Sunday for our World News Program. And then we will see you next week. We will be doing a show on Friday. Um, so you guys can come in and uh, tune in. We're not taking Thanksgiving off. All right. Okay. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And we will see you next time right here from resistancechicks.com. i